Genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I'm your host, Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today with your panel of co-hosts, Sean Petit. What's up, everyone? Casey Crawford. Hey, how's it going? And RJ Vite. Hello. I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read this week's books yet, we may ruin them for you. We will do our best to catch up on anything you may or may not have read. Our top stories today are Marauders, number one, by Jerry Duggan and Matty O'Lally. I do, is that right? I, I thought it was Dugan, but sure. Is it Dugan? I don't know. It looks like Duggan. It might be. All right. And uh, Money Shot number one by Tim Seeley and Rebecca Isaacs, which is going to be a bit of a minefield. <laughs> We're, We're going to do our best. And We're definitely up for it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sean, why don't you start us off with our top picks? All right, let's do it. Uh, we'll start off with Tommy Gun Wizards, uh, number three. A four, I think. Yeah, a four. Four. Uh, this is Christian Ward and Sammy Cavella. Um, this is our 1930s. Elliot. Oh, wait, no. This is number three, right? This is number three. Four of Yeah, there's of the number. There it's it is. Right. I said three yep. of four. Yeah. I thought you said three or four. Um, <laughs> three <laughs> of four. Three of it's, four. It's a number. Subjective. <laughs> yeah. Three oh four. It feels like two just came out. <laughs> yeah. So we're back in. Uh, we are in the 30s fighting against magic. We get a little more background into like the operation. Um, it kind of opens up with a weird panel. You kind of see like this young kid dreaming, talking about like his dad's friends getting attacked by a giant monster, which is a toad. You kind of see um, this older man with a with no face, just kind of walking around. He makes a deal. He buys the lick. It looks like, and then he like kind of transforms into Elliot Ness and like. A lot of weird stuff going on. Hmm. This guy walking through a church and has like that old guy in the white beard that killed the priest in the last issue. And then like they all kind of like wake up. And I was like, all right, what? Don't even know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, can't tell this like this kid's all in this kid's dream or something, but it kind of goes forward. Uh, you get some background on Capone. You kind of find out that like, he's more of um, they kill the guy uh, that set up the attack on the church uh, because his men weren't good enough because they should have just killed him, but Elliot Ness was used magic, so he was able to get out of it. I mean, you kind of find out he's going against all of the wishes of the Toad. Like, Capone has got this obsession with going after Elliot Ness, and he's like, dude, no, stop. Like, that's not what we're doing yeah. here. And the Toad also tells him, like, you can't go, like, international with this. Like, yeah, he pretty much puts a kibosh in his plans completely, and he, like, possesses this dude's body and, like, has, like, a giant, like, tongue come out and, like, chokes him. It was... <laughs> never go after the toad man yeah man. it really escalated the weird magic in this one so uh right after that capone just really doubles down going after it but the whole time um elliot ness meets up with cassandra the woman in red she kind of lays out the whole plan tells her tell, pretty much tells him everything yeah gives, gives him the the villain speech yeah pretty basically. much and then this whole time his crew is kind of figured out that something's going on in this meat packing place in the middle of town. So Yeah, they they look at the map with the pentagram and they're like, Oh, this is the only thing left that would make the that would complete the pentagram and it's yeah. the meat packing place. So they kind of work their way in there and they come upon a character that we've now seen you known as the Green Wizard. Um his tagline is he's a he basically he's like a protection spell 
for this area and says likes cows likes necromancy so he just revives a bunch of dead cows and like has them attacked dead skinless cows yeah they're they're in like a you know they're in a meatpacking place so they're just bodies of cows <laughs> yeah you, you take what you can get and then they just start charging them. they just look like demon cows like it's crazy and then they kind of get them into this room and they turn around and it's the the giant toad it just says you will regret coming into my home the hypno toad the hip basically yeah <laughs> um so that's kind of then this whole time again like elliot ness and cassandra are talking uh and it's just kind of laying out the whole plan the toad just wants to go home uh wherever home is for him but this whole time capone is just hell-bent on going after him so he sends these black coats they're called um they're basically just like transfused like assassins with licks so they send him after him and his i guess his kid and his wife who we find out is the kid from the beginning having this dream and everything as you read the issue the dream the whole thing everything is happening that he saw so it's all actually happening and then these these things come in they come into the room um you know his friends are getting attacked they come into the room they go up the stairs and you just see his, i guess his wife and kid there and she she pretty much is just not today and just has this huge magic spell and just shoots them, blows a hole in their house and just shoots them out so i guess the whole family uses like whole family seems to be using it <laughs> um and it's pretty awesome you missed um, the other part where um cassandra tells elliot ness that uh capone can't use magic right he's well, just a figurehead i was gonna circle back to that oh, okay. so this whole time you have capone yeah he's kind of like a figurehead yeah he so they call him a dry ah, someone yeah. is who can't use magic in this world and that old man that was there just is a you find out he's a protection spell so basically capone wants to use magic and this other guy wants to just not be just magic so they kind of make a deal and they kind of fuse so now capone is like fused with this guy who could use all this magic so who knows what that's gonna mean yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of where the issue ends so like a lot of things are coming to a head you get some background on the toad no idea what it means well, that's they it, it does be, say to to be concluded in the last yeah, issue. Yeah, they seem so to be that'll... escaping from somewhere and making some sort of magic portal. Who knows? Who I don't knows? know what's going on with this giant toad. All I but, know is he's the, got the magic. Lick, the lick is the toad slime, right? Yeah, yeah. And he apparently has other magical powers. There's like a whole species of that toad somewhere yeah. in the universe, and that toad is stranded here, is what you, we can really uh, gather from okay. the backup story. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening. So, so he's like stranded away from his family. Because isn't he like the baby or something? Is that yeah, what I, I gathered from I the backup think, stories? I think he's the... Yeah, I think so. And he's trying to get back home or... I'm not quite sure. It's, it's, not, <laughs> very, it's not very clear who's who, but he's definitely trying to get back to wherever he came from to get back to his family. It is super fun along the, along the way. Yeah, tons of fun. I love how they're doing the magic. It looks great. Yeah, the art um, in this is, is incredible. I also realized, um, so Sammy Cavella does the art for like the main story. The backup story is also Christian Ward. That's his art. Oh, okay. So the writer does the, because I, I remember when I, we talked about the very first issue of this, I, I tried to correct you and say Christian Ward did both. Yeah. We were both right. Oh, fun. <laughs> the, uh, the art for the backup story is really good, too. Yeah, it's, it's the same artist that uh, he does um, Invisible Kingdom, which is a really great book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's no, a fun book. A lot of stuff going on. Lots of magic. <laughs> Lots of magic. <laughs> uh, Capone just being uh, all around, just kind of douche. Lots of, lots of toads. Uh, lots of toads. Lots of copyright issues, it turns out. 
because uh, they're changing the name for this book for the very last issue. Yeah, I was looking, uh, trying to figure out why Dark Horse didn't say why they had to change it. So but yeah, it's going to be Machine Gun Wizards number yeah. four. Yeah. So who knows? Well, Maybe. hopefully that doesn't mean they're going to pulp all of the, uh, the the back issues and rename it. Although that means good things for all of us who have the yeah. first print. Yeah, you the first one. That's a good point. Well, so that, yeah, there has to be a huge demand for it, though. So yeah, no it'll probably be it. like a dollar more expensive than it was before. Worth it. Is there a guy named Tommy who just got really lucky and copyrighted his name? <laughs> My name is Tommy Gunn. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, no, nah, I don't know. But uh, I imagine the trade paperback's going to be called Machine Gun Wizards. I would imagine if they're changing the name that they'll I guess it, it depends on why they changed the name. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who well, yeah. knows? But Tommy Guns and Machine Guns, I think pretty much the same they're, they're, thing. They're basically I don't the same know. thing. I think Seems Machine Guns so. are a little bit more intense. Yeah, maybe they're just like more advanced. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know. They I got do know that. In them. I do know that a Tommy gun <laughs> is actually a specific brand. Of yeah, it's a specific of, type of, of submachine gun. So yeah. maybe maybe it's that company. Like, hey, come on, guys, you can't just use our name without paying us. Big I, gun coming after Tom, us again. Like, Tommy, is there really the, a factory that's making Thompson submachine guns? Thompson's. Still? Like, <laughs> probably not. Maybe. Probably. Who like, knows? Wh- like, who's using those and for what? Um, mobsters and for cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> and also just gun nuts collecting guns for no reason other than collecting guns. A, I, I'm pretty sure you can't own a Thompson submachine gun as a civilian. Have you been to America? I can own just uh, about, I can, yeah. You can own it's, a flamethrower, bro. It's just Scorsese <laughs> stocking up against Marvel. Yeah, it's the oh, Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's yep. just that movie existing is the reason we can't say Tommy Gun. <laughs> oh, but gosh. yeah, so pretty good book. Uh, pretty excited to see how it concludes. Also, I didn't realize it was there. only of four issues. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I'm kind of disappointed. It's cool, but I'm also kind of disappointed because yeah. I feel like they're doing like a lot of world building. It's just like really fast. I feel like that and Once in Future could totally be longer than they're they're going to be. Yeah. Like even well, like 12 issues I think would be a, like a really good length for if they don't want to do like a whole ongoing. ongoing yeah. yeah. But Dark Horse does this kind of thing a lot like where one book will be around for a long time in four issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. Like Hellboy was like that. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. The Dark Horse run of Usagi Ojimbo was numbered like that. Like it was like one of six because they, they were like individual story arcs and they would renumber every time. So hopefully it's something like that. Like we'll we'll see more of this, but in, you know, four issue. Yeah, bursts. I want the four issue series of like just the Toad. Yeah, like that'd what be tight. Like what they're doing. It's a Battle Toad spinoff. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Or a prequel. It's a Battle Toad prequel. You can pre-order it at GameStop. Oh yeah, <laughs> give them a call. They love that. You can pre-order at GameStop ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. All right, Casey, what's at the top of your pile? Uh, so this is the good week for Thor. Uh, so I'm doing uh, Jane Foster Valkyrie, number four. It's not uh, even a Thor book. It's, it's a Thor book. <laughs> Jane Foster didn't almost die of cancer to not still be called Thor. There's no Thor in there, though. But is she, I know. But is she Thor still? No, she's Valkyrie now. So, so, she's a, so it's a Valkyrie Thorn book. in their side. Oh, God Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just go home, aren't you? Um, so, yeah, a little bit, bit, little bit of uh, history on, you know, Jane Foster becoming Valkyrie. She, she basically gave up the mantle of Thor because she sacrificed herself. Uh, she threw... Mjolnir into the sun with with Mangog to try to like save Asgard and all the like remaining Asgardians um and subsequently died of cancer came back um so in the aftermath of that she she like came back as Thor for one last hurrah during the War of the Realms and then um Brunhilde died the original Valkyrie um so someone else had to take up that mantle so she gave uh, Mjolnir back to um 
Odin's son, and then she became the Valkyrie. So, um, and the the um, I think it's called all weapon that she carries. It's really cool. It, like basically, like molds into whatever she needs it to be. So she's got wings, and she and it, it's usually is like a mace, but it turns into like whatever weapon she needs. So it's, it's kind like of, a Swiss Army knife. It is, uh, but like magic. But but with magic. But that with sounds, magic. That sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> so we're on issue four. There's been some really cool stuff in this stuff, and in this, it, I didn't really tell where it was going until this issue. So it's been this kind of like episodic of like, okay, what is like, what is she actually doing? So in I want to say issue two, she had to fight Bullseye because he got Brunhild's um, sword, which is like the most powerful sword of all time. It's like this, um, like basically whoever uses the sword, their like skills at murdering is like better, like like basically Im- impossible to kill, and it's already bullseye. It's master crafted. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's, but it's uh, then it's bullseye using it. So it's just an unkillable dude with just, an unkillable just weapon. Throwing swords. At Wait, me. he's unkillable. Exactly. Well, not you know what I mean. Un- unbeatable. Bullseye. That's I mean. Unbeatable, not unkillable. He's 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 mortal, but he's like Daredevil beats him every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like it, it improves his mastery Wednesday, of weaponry. Actually, yeah. 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 Wednesday, that's good. Um, but anyway, she she gets the sword back from him, and um, and then there's another issue where she she ushers Heimdall into the afterlife because um, Bullseye killed Heimdall with the sword. Jeez. Um, but he, you know, rather than going to Val- uh, Valhalla, he wants to see the afterlifes that he's never seen. I'd imagine a sword is really boring for Bullseye because he can't miss, so he just it's just you're really good at hitting the target right in front of that's you. Why, I, I think he threw it at him. That's why he starts well, throwing it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's fine, but yeah. I feel like he'd be more interested in, like, you know, like a small sword. <laughs> like, like, a, a, like a dagger. Like a pocket dagger. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so she ushers Heimdall off to the afterlife um the the afterlife that no one's ever seen it's like on like the edge of reality so he's he's happy and officially dead and that leaves a massive gap in asgardian security there's no one watching over everything anymore so no one's there to tell her like not like it was the best to begin with Uh, i mean like they always knew stuff was happening like he's like yeah but like hey uh malekith is coming to kill everyone i can't do anything about it it still happened (laughs) yeah but you know people got through with fake ids all the time (laughs) yeah really bad at checking Uh, could have been better no one listened to him so it's like what's the point yeah he he was all seeing but he had like 30 30 vision (laughs) (laughs) 30 30 Uh, yeah Yeah. (laughs) no 2020 is good so 30, 30, and 20, they're the same thing. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> Are they the same thing or is that like 10 more? Well, the idea is uh, 20, 20 is you could, uh, if an object is 20 feet away, it'll be like it's 20 feet away. So if you're like 20 over 200, things that are t- like 20 feet away it would like appear like they're almost like 200 feet away. Oh. That's how the, so 30, 30 is the same as 20. It's good vision. Perfect vision. <laughs> <laughs> so RJ just complimented yeah, his great fine. vision. Uh, thank you for that yeah. lesson on yeah, um, know spectacles. How, yeah, how well, that's what happens when you wear gl- glasses your entire life <laughs> until now. I'm new to this. I'm new to yeah. the glasses game. Um, so yeah. anyway, uh, Valkyrie. So the book opens up with, uh, it's Adam's favorite, uh, Mephisto. Yes. Nice. And he is trapped in Hotel Inferno. And uh, he's like on the phone. I don't even know who he's talking to, but he's just kind of like blowing off uh, this dude that's in his office, just kind of like rattling off on the phone. And uh person that was sent in his office is the Grim Reaper. So as you'll know, if you read Vi- Vision, uh, he died in that. Uh, Vis- the Vision's wife killed him, I think. Um, yes. yes. So this is different from death. 
Yes. It's, it, this is um, Wonder Man's brother. Okay. Grim Reaper is like a goofy dude with a vibranium sickle hand. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's a real goofy villain, but Vision made him pretty serious because he was like the catalyst for all this terrible stuff that happened to the Vision family. Go read that if you haven't read that because um, it's amazing. But uh, but yeah, so basically uh, at some point in the, in the past, Mephisto signed this contract with Hela that he's like, okay, so if there's not any Valkyrie around... I get to pick the Valkyrie. Like, if all your Valkyrie just, like, for some reason disappear, uh, and there's, like, a hole left, I get to pick my steward to the afterlife. That's a weird stipulation. Well, it's it's Mephisto. And, yeah. she, and she signed it thinking, like, what? There's never going to be Valkyrie? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, this is gonna, when, when the hell is there going to be no Valkyrie left? And um, so since Heimdall's not there to watch, uh, he starts his little, like, you know, Mephisto machinations. Um, so he calls in the, the, the Grim Reaper, and Grim Reaper is like, oh, you want me to kill Vision? He's like, no, dude, I don't care what you do. Like, you, go, you can handle that on your own time. Fine. I don't care who you kill. But first, I need you to kill uh, Jane Foster. Uh, so the, the the very last Valkyrie is like dispatched of, and then he can have his own. Gotcha. Uh, and then he can get out of the Hotel Inferno because he can have his own like Valkyries, basically. Um, is Jane the only Valkyrie? Yes, she's okay. the last one left because they all died in War of the Realms. Hmm. Brunhild was yeah, Brunhild well, was the very last one. And then, so aren't there technically lots of holes that Mephisto could fill? Yes. But he has to wait for the one to die yeah, the before deal he, is, he has to there wait has for to be none. I yeah. Guess, oh, right? yeah, there has to be none, none. and okay. then and then he can fill with whoever. But he wants the Grim Reaper because he's a fan of you know showmanship. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> just pick like Big Wheel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was I was trying to think of like who would be the worst Valkyrie. Grim Reaper's up there. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen, <laughs> uh, Stiltman, probably. Stiltman's Stilt great though. Good. <laughs> um, so then we go to uh, Jane. She's just sitting in her apartment, and there's she's got a talking Pegasus now. Uh, As one does. Yeah, because well, it was like basically abandoned after War of the Realms. Because uh, it, it was Brightwing. Uh, no, he's she's just named Mister Horse. Oh, well, <laughs> I love him. That's real creative. Because uh, she, because basically she's like. Um, what, what's your name, Mr. Horse? Because he talks. And he, he's like, I am of good veneer stock. I have no name. You can give me a name because you are my master now. And she's like, okay, Mr. Horse. You it's can do whatever you rum. want. <laughs> yeah, it is not- Screw butter rum. It is not as good as uh, <laughs> Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder, though, which are Thor's um, uh, goats? goats. One yeah. of them died during War of the Realms, too. R.I.P. Oh, sad. I know. R.I.P. Tooth Grinder, I want to say. I don't remember which one died. Um, well, these, these sound like... Uh- like Kentucky Derby horse names. Right? <laughs> uh, except for Mr. Horse, which is pretty uninspired. Mr. Horse would be a really great like just upset. Mr. Kentucky horse Derby. is the one I bet on. It just sounds like a new sitcom this fall on ABC. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's just living in her apartment because she lives in Manhattan. So it's she's got nowhere horse. to stable a horse. So the horse, is, she's just like, go get some food from the kitchen. He's like, all right. And kerklop, kerklop, and goes off into the <laughs> kerklop. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. and her roommate is real upset about it. So they're they're talking about that. And uh, is she still sick? Or no, is, no, she is. She is in remission now. She has, okay. no longer has cancer. Um, but she's but, but since she was such a flake because of you know being Thor, she is no longer a surgeon. She's a uh, morgue attendant. So basically, oh. yeah, they basically fired her. But like, they're like, well, we don't want to really fire you. You can't like, handle alive people. But yeah, you can handle dead people. Literally, <laughs> well, you can be late for dead people. Yeah, exactly. Like it's basically, that they, that's where they send Unless the flakes. They come back. <laughs> well, well, well she's a Valkyrie, so she'll be fine. It's a win-win. Yeah, yeah that's it's perfect. Yeah. Um. So that's that's pretty cool. So so yeah, basically, 
you know, we go ahead and then she's she's like not really understanding the power of um the the all weapon and like the sword that she got from Bullseye. So she finds um the chick that used to share a body with the original Brunhild to basically interrogate her on like what the hell is this job about? I she, like she's still trying to like figure it out as she's going along because she she didn't sign up for this, you know, to be the Valkyrie. Um, she so she goes to a seminar where um I think her name is Doctor Riggs, um the original like person that shared the body with Brunhild and uh she's doing like a lecture on this like crazy ancient mirror thing and it's it's uh it's like a glass of the, made of like pure purple crystal and she's like talking about like uh, how ancient it is and crazy and then Doctor Strange stands up and I'm just like oh god okay <laughs> <laughs> turns out the purple mirror is a portal in all of Doctor Strange's villains it was basically like a, a portal to the negative zone uh, or the the what's what's the thing that do- uh, the General Zod is locked Phantom in zone. Fa- Phantom Zone Phantom it's basically zone. yeah it's basically like Doctor Strange's Phantom Zone there um, is a negative zone though uh, it might actually be the negative zone then they probably say that uh somewhere but yeah it's evidently like the the mirror was crafted from the gems of Agamemnon and he's like I've got four minutes to shut this down before that portal opens oh my watch is fast uh, so then it like <laughs> opens up while they're standing there there's a lot of really funny parts in this comic that's great um, so then it's like Cassilius uh, Demonicus and um, Adria I don't know Adria that's like the one Doctor Strange villain that I'm not aware of but it's like these like old school corny like 80s villains for Doctor Strange like pop out so like you know Valkyrie turns into Valkyrie and um, you know Doctor uh, Doctor Strange starts fighting them so there's like a really cool battle scene between all of them Um, and then out from the portal uh, Grim Reaper pops through Um, so yeah that's where it ends it's basically He's got, uh, you know, his, like, vibranium Grim Reaper scythe thing, and he's about to try and kill. And he has uh, Doctor Strange trapped in the portal now, too. So it's just Valkyrie fighting him by himself. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Mm. I, 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 this book finally has a little bit of direction, and what I really like about it is, um, so it's Al Ewing and Jason Aaron. Um, I didn't do the art. I didn't do the... the so oh. so it's, it's written by Al Ewing and Jason Aaron, and it's drawn by Kafu. Uh, um and it's really cool because like those two writers are clearly like taking all the plots that have kind of been left like dangling from marvel for like the last five years and kind of like you know stitching them together in a really cool way like i didn't expect vision to ever come back and like be valid <laughs> in the comics again like that that plot is still like you know pretty relevant so that's pretty cool i i enjoyed it cool yeah sweet all right rj what do you got uh my first book is Amazing Mary Jane by Leah Williams and Carlos Gomez. I had a feeling you were going to like this one. <laughs> it was yeah. so great. Not surprised, but uh, it, was it was amazing. It was so hard to choose everything this week because there's yeah, so, there's so, many, there's good so books. many books. So you guys keep saying, I had like five things in my poll this week. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you should read more. I should probably read more. <laughs> Who has the time? Yeah, I know. Certainly not me. Uh, I mean, I... I've got nothing going on, you, you so... Got, you gotta make time for good books. I, I just stay here until the next podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sleeps under the desk. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> just sleep in I his giant beanbag chair. I need to start charging you chair. rent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what this beanbag bed is for, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like over. a dog bed that RJ just sleeps on. That's our sound absorption sphere. State all, of the art. I'll pay State rent if Adam reads comics. Pay rent in that. Anyway... Uh, Mary Jane's in Hollywood now. Yeah, she is. So she made it. Following off the events of Spencer's Amazing Spider-Man, 
she has moved uh, to Hollywood to... I thought she moved to Paris. Why did I have Paris in my head? Uh, I, it could be Paris. I, no, they, they were talking about Paris, but I think it was like he wanted to take her to Paris on like a trip like oh. completely unrelated just they were talking about it well oh. she's on a movie set yeah well no, she's she, in she's definitely in hollywood, this is hollywood. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah. um so she's shooting with the new hot director cage mcknight and it is it set up in amazing spider-man that cage mcknight is actually mysterio i don't think it is but uh yeah they, well, they, they make it pretty clear in this one well she finds <laughs> out well she f- she figures it at out, least basically. she finds out uh in this issue mm-hmm. yeah uh so cage mcknight is shooting a mysterio biopic and which is great because he's just trying to tell his story as himself um and mj uh corners him and he's like all right all right uh, so i'm mysterio so well, she corners him specifically to uh, harass him about his about her bad dialogue. Like yeah. she's been trying to get a hold of the director the entire time they're filming, and she's like, "My part sucks." Yeah, like, she this has is terrible. Ter- yeah, she she's got like she's such one, the generic one dimensional woman. Yep. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah, she finally she's like clearly the director is like like avoiding her on purpose so she literally chases him and he's like fine i'm mysterio she, like, oh okay <laughs> she like calls his name and he runs away and she's like that's really suspicious i hope you know yeah <laughs> uh, so I, I like i like mysterio's haircut oh he's really good the bowl cut yeah i think next time i get a haircut i'm just gonna show them this be like can you just give me this that would be very drastic from your current look wouldn't that be funny though <laughs> it would be hysterical he's, so do and it. you should also get a fishbowl yeah it's great for the aesthetic i also i it's not to like get sidetracked from the plot but one of my favorite things about this book is the um the random like easter eggs to other spider-man plots like she wa- she's walking by and there's the dude dressed like spider-man and he's just reading his lines he's like my fault all my fault if only i had stopped him when i could have but i didn't and now the police captain's daughter is dead <laughs> yep <laughs> it's just like well, ah, yeah. it's really and she just looks at him like oh jesus christ like <laughs> what is happening it's my fault he's just like keeps like screaming his lines as he's it's a terrible actor. also yeah, mysterio's whole crew is former villains so the can- yeah. kangaroos on lighting oh so good i i i like the, the there's little nods to like um kind of movie business stuff like she goes to moves a, a c-stand oh, out yeah. of his way oh, yeah. out of someone's way and and the production since is like what are you doing touching that you're not part of the union well that that comes you're not from- a- that comes from Leah because she her background is in film. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. They yell, you're not insured for that. Don't touch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah you're good. not union. You're going to get sued by the union for touching the light. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. The dynamic between the two of them is really good. I also like that there is a splash page uh, ad for the book itself, but it's just a movie poster. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> it's very meta. I liked it a lot. Uh, this book is just everything I love because it's it's Mysterio, who's been my like favorite villain since I was six, and <laughs> it's movies and MJ in her first ongoing. Yeah, it's it's so good and it, like like women being empowered in film. Yeah, <laughs> and comics, I guess. Um, I I like that. So the in order to pretend to be Cage McKnight, he has. To, she's like, "What'd you do, with Cage McKnight? Like, I know that you like." 
something nefarious and he's like no he thinks he's shooting um the jaws of penguins so he's just in the falkland casting the penguins he's in the falkland islands casting penguins (laughs) (laughs) he's just gonna be doing that for just having a good old an unforeseen amount of time yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like yeah he's not mad he's not in trouble he's fine oh it's so good yeah and then they're like walking through the sets and it's like all like his like his robots of like the x-men and like all of his other like I think there's like a daredevil reference. Isn't there like a a guardian devil like nod as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's just so many little like all the different like devices that he's made to be a villain. It's just turned into his movie set. (laughs) I like the bit about the X-Men where he's like, oh, those are real, by the way. She's like, those are robots. He's like, yeah, they're real robots. (laughs) (laughs) He's so great in this. He's so ridiculous. It's just... When he claps at the person, we are making art. Yeah, we are inter- making art. <laughs> just interrupts him. Uh, he, uh. Oh yeah, there's the there's there's a part where like someone dresses Daredevil as reading lines, and it's like clearly the like Guardian Devils. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> and then she, the last bit is she goes home and she talks to Peter, who's doing Spider Man stuff, but they're. Their, their relationship is so adorable. Yeah, he's like fighting a robot octo- octopus in a Costco. And then he just takes off his costume and goes shopping. Yeah. Like, doesn't miss a beat. I love that. <laughs> and then they have a little dance party. They do. Yeah, that was super cute. And it's then, really, it's really per- like pitch perfect for Peter. It is, yeah. For both of them. Like, the dialogue between them is really good. Yeah. And then somehow, the very end, I guess they're just reading BuzzFeed, and uh, the Sinister Six figures out that there's a Mysterio movie. So they're like, we're going to Hollywood, boys. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a weird Sinister Six. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like strange. Stegron and Cobra and uh, Tarantula? And Vulture has this, like, pop bubble thing on his head. No, yeah, he's just <laughs> filling in with, for Mysterio. <laughs> uh, yeah, I basically just weird. saw, like, Rhino and Vulture. And I was Is like, that oh, Cobra? Six. I don't know. I think so. Well, yeah. there's six of them. Sure. And they look, uh, they <laughs> they look, look like they've got some sinister things going on. They look quite on. sinister. <laughs> Maybe they're the friendly six. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> the just Unlikely. usual six guys. The usual who, six. Uh, Aren't going to do anything bad to anybody. The regular six. The good old six. <laughs> the good old six. Good old Ordinary six. hexagon. <laughs> Hexagons. Hexagons. <laughs> oh my god. Good grief. We really, we really just uh, smattered that that summary of the book, but it's fine. Well, like we got through it. Yeah, not, not a ton happens. It, it's really, it's really great. It's all about the dialogue. The yeah, dialogue in that it's book all dialogue. Is, is just right on point. It's brilliant. I love yeah, it. it's like that. That's where you're really going to get a lot from that book. It's like talking about the plot. It's like, yeah, she's doing a movie. It's Mysterio. So it's just like three things happen. It's, <laughs> it's true. It's not about. It's yeah. not about that yet. The, it's the way that Leah is able to write MJ. It's just yeah. It's, it's so good. It, it feels. Uh, like, I really enjoy her in Spencer's run, but I liked seeing her in the spotlight. So, I, li- I like the more that she's talking with Mysterio about how one-dimensional her character is, the more he kind of starts to agree with her. Yes. And they both kind of just start, like, reading each other's thoughts on where to go with it. Yeah, so there's... Like, a, there's the I, like, I like the fact that even though it's kind of a uh, evil plan, it's still... He still won't compromise. Like, he still... If it benefits his magnum opus he will still you know if if it works he'll because he's still he's still got integrity for the art that he's creating 
I just love that like he's a super villain and he could have any kind of super villain plan, but his is to make a movie of himself. <laughs> but it's Mysterio. Yeah. It, it's so perfect. It's yeah. very, very Mysterio. Uh, yeah. No, and and I I do really like that it the the way that she basically says like my character needs to be more dimensional isn't because like women have always been like this in movies. It's like no, it's bad writing. Like, yeah, it's just it's it's not compelling to have a woman be so like just there to exist for a man, you know. So she's just like, if we do it this way, then then the you know her her intentions are like more clear, and we really understand why she's there and why. She, and then they fall in love as the movie's happening. It's not just this assumed love. So it's like it's, it's a really good like well, dissection of like why. It's so problematic to have women be yeah. like a back backstage to men. Well, know? I like that. My first like initial thought reading the first page was, "Wow, this is terrible dialogue." And then the second page, she's like, "This is terrible dialogue." <laughs> yeah, like, it's great. I, I was kind of in a sa- a similar thing where I was when I first started reading it. I was like maybe two or three pages in. I was like, "I, I don't think I like this book at all." And then I, I put it down and I came back to it and and read the rest of it. I was like, "Oh, I see." Yeah, you weren't supposed <laughs> to. I get it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to hate that first couple of pages. Yep. <laughs> I think you were, it was like a page. You, you, you gave up real fast. I did. I was like, nah, screw it. This yeah, is I mean, it's, we, we're aware of Adam's <laughs> comics. It's, it's okay. Hey, what's that supposed to be? I don't be? know. <laughs> the joke it means didn't you work. Read, it means you read three comics this week. I did. I did not read very much this week. <laughs> it's okay. You read the three that matter. I was even sick in bed for three days. I could have read all the books. Yeah, in the that's world. when you do. That's when you read this giant omnibus that's sitting on your desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. RJ brought me this Masters of the Universe omnibus, and I just looked him dead in the face. I was like, I'm not reading this because <laughs> it is. It's like it's huge. It's like two Walking Dead compendiums combined. Yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> it's like aggressive. Fourteen hundred pages. It's aggressive. It's like two Bibles back to back. But it's better written. Yeah, I mean, it's got He-Man in it. <laughs> yeah. The Bible doesn't have a He-Man. Yeah, where's Skeletor? Skeletor. Skeletor? Skeletor's not in the Bible at all. That's my biggest complaint with the Bible. I mean, I might give it a shot. I mean, it's it's Skeletor. It's all the Skeletor I could ever want. Uh, honestly, it's it's too much Skeletor. It's Skeletor it, yeah. taking on the entire Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> and it's dope. <laughs> all right, well, Skeletor aside, uh, I guess I'll, I'll do my top pick now. Now that you guys have outed me as not having read much this week. <laughs> Well, it's fine. We don't I, need to owl you. If people will listen, and they'll know. <laughs> Your silence speaks volumes. Yeah, I know. Stop. <laughs> Look, I was sick, you guys. Uh, I got Casey's cold from last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. So I, I apologize also if I'm still a little stuffy. Anyway, so uh, my top pick this week is Count Crowley, Reluctant Midnight Monster Hunter uh, by David Dasmalkin and Lucas K. Etner. Um, fun fact about uh David Dasmalkin. Um, have y'all seen Ant Man? Yeah, he's uh he's the he's a Russian. He's he was also um oh, one of the cops in that big mob scene in uh Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. He's I was looking at his IMDb and he's one of those dudes that's in everything, yeah, but he's, he's never a big role. He's a that guy. He's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I was like tagging him and all the stuff, and he like he he retweeted us, which is great. Thanks for that. If if you're listening, he which left you're a not. comment. Yeah, too. it's I, awesome. It's um, yeah, so I was, I was just like, you know, finding him on social media. I'm just like, wait, I recognize yeah. this guy. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. It's it's uh, the transition into writing a comic has, was great because I didn't know that before I read it. You know? Right. A lot yeah. of times, if it's like a like a famous person writing a comic, that's like the reason. 
that you read it. And you kind of read it with those eyes. Yeah. Like, like, oh, this guy doesn't have a business reading comics. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like um, I don't want to talk shit on J.J. Abrams, but J.J. Abrams writing a comic. Or, or CM Punk writing Thor. Oh, my God. <laughs> or Drax. I think he wrote Drax. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You read it because you're like, I wonder if CM Punk can write comics. And then the answer is you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this one's great. Uh, sorry. Continue. Well, anyway. So, yeah. So, so Count Crowley, it's about um, this... Uh, TV local TV broadcaster named uh named Jerry Butler who I love, oh she's so good she is great I she's love this character she's a a total alcoholic she's a mess she, she is completely relatable oh yeah she <laughs> is for sure she gets uh she, she gets basically fired from her job because she she does this uh broadcast at a Renaissance fair but she gets totally tanked beforehand <laughs> but then does this like whole gotcha thing where she she shines a light on the fact that they've been selling cheap wine as good wine. Yeah. But the whole time the the guy she's like getting in the face of is just like, you're drunk. Like <laughs> no, nothing you say matters right now. You're like stinking drunk on live TV. But he is also like a swindler. So like she's doing the right thing. She's just doing it horribly wrong. But yeah. then she just goes off about how terrible this town is. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> And that's what I think eventually gets her fired. And yeah. she also like falls in the mud while yeah. she's on air and like finishes. She's like, back to you guys just covered in mud. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we find out that um, that her brother is, is actually like part owner of this local TV station. And it was clearly a, a family. Yeah, affair. it's a family owned thing. Yeah, it's like a, a whole like, yeah. family owned local the, the TV station. The parents clearly used to be the, yeah. you know, and the, uh, they are, I'm assuming, dead. I don't know where they are now. Yeah, it but, seems that way. Yeah. But he's basically like, look, I don't, I don't want to fire you, but I, can't. I can't have you doing the news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, we do have an opening. This, this guy, Count Crowley, who does our, like, friday night spook show oh, so good dude. i just stopped showing up to work and i need someone to fill it in and she like she refuses yeah she's like how dare you insult me with this and then she goes back to her apartment where her landlord is about to kick her out and who man this character designed for this landlord holy crap <laughs> just yeah. a huge freaking fu manchu mustache the gold chain love it so much yeah this it, this book it, it takes place in 1983 and it right. is very 1983 oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah so uh so she kind of she's like look i gotta make the rent after finishing off a bottle of whiskey decides <laughs> to drive herself to the tv station <laughs> it's a lot of drinking and driving put yeah, on the uh the spook host makeup and then just yeah, she is a dude, and then she's supposed to like be nice and friendly as she leads into this, and she just starts ripping people. Well, like so she's supposed good. to be like a Svengoolie. Yeah, like yeah. like, like an just, Elvira. Yeah, Svengoolie. Yeah, like, like just making kind of schmozzy jokes in during the commercial breaks into yeah, you know, which just, evidently I didn't realize this. Other places uh, had this kind of. Uh, like local access kind yeah. of thing. Evidently, Philly had one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the the lady's name, but she was basically like an Elvira ripoff, and it was just for the like local like like TV station. And yeah. d- growing up in Florida, didn't have anything that cool. But I mean, Spengoolie <laughs> is probably the most relatable one. He's kind of syndicated now. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been running like like two page ads for him in DC Comics. He's, yeah. he, he has like a whole like like spread in the next week, like the Hall- week of Halloween. He's gonna have. He's getting yeah. his own comic. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like. A portion of all the the dc comics are gonna have like two or three pages of like svengoolie comics in them interesting i i, I got curious about it and i dvr'd a couple episodes of svengoolie and <laughs> it's fun oh it's so much fun <laughs> it's like 
I didn't even know who that was. It's like Mystery Science Theater, but like he doesn't talk over the movies. He just does like little schmozzy skits during like commercial breaks, commercial commercial breaks, lead-ins and stuff. Um, But they're like such bad jokes. Oh god! But like that's the beauty of it. It's still fun. Yeah, it's just this Grandpa Munster guy. Uh, (laughs) Joe Bob Briggs is another one that's really good. He's got he's got basically that same thing on Shutter, but it's cool because you have to actually like turn in and a like tune in at a specific time to catch it uh so it's so it's like a streaming service but they replicate the old school like yeah tune in at eight and it's like okay i guess but yeah it's the, uh, those things are always really fun i just yeah yeah, yeah so she, she is just, so so mean she, she just so totally, totally rips on the movie that she's that and everyone watching it and yeah. everyone watching so yeah good. all you losers with nothing better to do on a friday night but sit around eating pizza playing playing dnd and wishing you had a date tonight well get ready for the worst piece of garbage your eyes have ever seen <laughs> Dude, and there's so like a good. guy just sitting alone at his house just like what the hell yeah <laughs> and then you could see them in like the production room like freaking out but yeah then, what like, is she doing uh yeah they call this a horror movie but the real horror is knowing that we're all going to have to watch this <laughs> <laughs> but but apparently it's like people, really good for ratings well, yeah, yeah because the uh, lover or hater people are watching it's it. great tv no it's, matter what it's heat it's exactly it's uh it's that wrestling kind of yeah thing. that's all you need yeah. just go out there and insult the town they will love it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. people definitely will remember you that's for sure yeah so i, I thought that was she I love this character. She reminds like it's like if the character from Coffinbound was now a TV host. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so when when she's on the broadcast, she staggers out into the into the parking lot and she's uh confronted by a werewolf who's <laughs> looking for Count the Crowley. Other Count Crowley, yeah. Who might who we we kind of start to get the idea might be an actual monster hunter well that's uh yeah, yeah. so so he's like I, she he's like where's count crowley he said he was gonna help me where is he i need his help and she's like uh what and then he transforms into a werewolf so yeah yeah, yeah. this this book's crazy and this was fun. fun it's fun it was a lot of fun i love the little uh the mail order macabre uh ad at the end yeah that was like nice your monster touch. masks and yeah, stuff was, i thought that was nice that was and you know th- this uh this episode is going to come out the day before halloween um i needed something like this yeah, yeah there has yeah. been very little like very few horror comics to come out this month and it's very upsetting i've even been kind of digging through like comicsology and stuff like mm-hmm. that trying to find some decent horror anthologies and outside of like you know creepy eerie tales from the crypt like there's no good modern ones yeah like uh Ice Cream Man is a good one. That is a great one. Um, but it's weird. Like you want, if you want like the traditional EC stuff, that's very few and far between, unfortunately. And, and there was a book. Stuff. There was a book that came out last week called Spook House, which was a lot of fun. I mean, that one's that one is great. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's intended for kids, but it's definitely like anyone can enjoy it. So it's, yeah, it, you're not gonna get like like super gory like like heads getting like cut off but it's like fun but it's fun it's like the the um tales from the crypt keeper saturday morning cartoon from the 90s (laughs) (laughs) yeah where like you learn a valuable lesson at the end (laughs) but uh yeah i I really enjoyed this uh i needed some creepy comics in my life uh i'm looking forward to more of this yeah Yeah, i I didn't know what to expect i you know going into it like earlier but yeah it is it is really good and it's another dark horse book so it's a number one of four whatever that might mean yeah yeah <laughs> yeah maybe we get a couple stories because i hope we do because i would watch i would read whatever this woman's gonna do track down monster hunters and just start yelling at people yeah <laughs> it's gonna be great i also I, I always get a feeling sometimes when, when i see um these like four issue story arcs um 
like Sean almost said, I, I would watch this. I feel like sometimes these are oh, yeah. options for TV shows. 100%. Yeah. I mean, like Mark Millar only writes comics to try and option them into TV shows. Right. Like that's all he does now. Uh, that's why it's owned by Netflix. And but some of them are pretty good. Though. And some I, of them I are would great. Watch, I would watch a lot of those um, miniseries. Yeah, I'm waiting for Magic Order to be that turned into be, a TV that show. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, but I mean, this is one that I would watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This would be like a great movie or TV show. I would, uh, yeah. It's it, 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 like fits in right with like Sabrina and like right. those like campier. Yeah funnier like for sure so uh sean what else you got for us all right uh i'm gonna well i'm gonna do my best (laughs) do criminal uh it's ed rubaker and sean phillips um if you guys are familiar with criminal there's a whole series this is like the newest run of just like crime noir usually 70s 80s time just like Following, there's a couple of recurring characters, but there's also one-offs and stuff like that. It's but been like, going on for what, like ten years? It's Something a lot. Like that, yeah, uh, yeah Brew Baker's been writing Probably this for more. a long time. Yeah, yeah. this um, is number nine of the new reboot, but it's yeah. God only knows what number if we're going back from the very beginning. Yeah, this is one of those books I picked up the first trade uh, one week, and then I just kept buying them until there was no more to read. Like mm-hmm. I ate this up. It's just really good storytelling. Um, yeah, the original stuff is great. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And you can never too. go wrong with it. And this kind of picks back up where the original runs. So again, there's a couple of recurring characters. They're, I'm not going to get into the whole lore of Criminal because there's a lot. But <laughs> yeah. and, and like, we'll have to get you a crazy board. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like uh, this issue is more like I think Brubaker with the Criminal stuff, he does a lot of like really good character like analysis and development about like just like struggle. And like so this is really about like two of the kids that are the recurring characters, uh, Ricky and I think Leo. So kind of um, there's two little stories like you kind of get the backstory on the one kid. He grew up uh, the one kid, Ricky. He's like the son of like the main character, Teague Lawson. And he's just a mess. He's just a criminal kid. His dad's a career criminal. Um, He just got out of jail. His last name's Lawless. Lawless. I'm sorry. You're right. What did I say? Lawson. Lawson. Whatever. (laughs) Different dude. Yeah. (laughs) Totally not a criminal. Yeah. (laughs) Very upstanding citizen. Um, So he's kind of just like a mess. Um, just he's like the 17 year old punk kid he's like already been in jail a bunch of times so like he's just, and then so his other he's, friend he's a lifetimer like he's, he's, yeah he's gonna his be dad's always been a criminal he's gonna be yeah you know. and he got caught and this kid's also his dad is a criminal and he's talking about like you get some background like his dad's running a business uh, he's just having a crappy day because his uncle wants to help out with like the family business but he's on heroin and his dad's like nah dude till you're off heroin no you can't I can't trust you you can't do any jobs and like the the, the kids like upset because it's like he grew up like pickpocketing people with his dad and his uncle Ivan I think it's like a I don't know if it's actual uncle but it doesn't really matter <laughs> um that's like that's what they did they just would they're basically that was like, how they bonded that's how they bonded after yeah. their uh you know because their mother passed and then like the the dad's like trying to work on a job and he's getting more and more nervous and stuff like that and the kids just like kind of fed up but so he works at this arcade and he sees an opportunity to rob it. So he gets him and his Does buddy. Does he work at it or do they just hang out? I think he works there. Oh, I thought they were just hanging Maybe out. Maybe he hangs out. Yeah, because they, they were they were sitting there. And he they might, were, oh, he might just hang no, out. No, they there, were just yeah. hanging out. They were just like sitting there playing games. And then he, he sees He's, that like a poster has like a little corner that's kind of like pulled up. Yeah, by the security by system. By the security and he system. walks over and the security code's written under the poster because he's the like, oh, yeah, a the stoner. Yeah, <laughs> the guy that works here is a massive stoner. Of course it's written next so to So then it. he. Like all of his friends, he, so he just starts piecing together this heist and like very methodically, I guess that's a kind of like how his brain works. So like, it, so the comic opens up with him and this kid, Ricky, just in the ceiling waiting after the place closed and they're going to pop out and rob it. So it goes through, 
the kid Ricky's just a he just wants to play Galaga because they're in this thing um, and it kind of goes through but the whole time the thing that stood out with me was like the whole time the kid was talking about how he's super nervous coming up with the plan you know but as soon as he gets to like that line when it's like put up or shut up like that's you when, cross the line. when he crosses the line he immediately is super calm and knows what he has to do all the time I'm like okay this is kind of interesting so it kind of talks about that like he's they're, so they're doing the job they're working through it there's not as much <laughs> they have a good line like it's like 600 bucks and he's like yeah it's like oh man that's way less than we thought he's like yeah it's not even a felony <laughs> they were upset <laughs> there's not a whole lot of money in the arcade business yeah, yeah so i guess they just timed it wrong so um so they in, <laughs> their impromptu plan is to they just um they steal yeah, Ricky, who's like the the impulsive one, decides yeah. to steal Mrs. Pac-Man to impress their friends. Well, uh, it's well, because the girl that Leo likes likes Mrs. Pac-Man. Uh, it's like, oh, it'll impress Jenny, right? It's huh. like, whatever, fine, I don't care. <laughs> so they take Mrs. Pac-Man. Like, yeah, we shouldn't do this, but if we pull it off, we'll like we'll be legends. Like, so like he's like oh, he goes along with it. So naturally, they get caught by a security guard As the security guard at like the office supply place next door yeah because like the kids like, like in like a strip mall yeah um so they get caught and the other kid ricky has a gun and pulls it on the security guard and the security guard just beats the hell out of him <laughs> <laughs> just has it's like really takes it but then this kid leo picks up the gun and is like don't move it's like and the security guard's like oh oh okay hold like, on. you're actually serious i okay yep yeah and he's like i'm gonna shoot you and he's like okay okay I don't want any trouble. And he's like, um, and he just has the gun. He's sitting there. He's like, he's like and like, there's like a speech bubble. It's like, I, I know what I had to do. And he keeps starting to shoot him. He basically makes the security officer uh, take off his pants and underwear and give it to his friend. And then they just like take off running because <laughs> they didn't want to get, because they're near you know, a police station. So they get back, they get at the end. Uh, they throw everything off a bridge, get rid of the gun. It's like their friend's gun. And he's like, I don't care. Whatever. I, yeah. We got to get rid of the stupid gun, dude. Yeah, you're the one that pulled the gun on an old guy. Like, yeah. You know. so, so, like, wait, so they threw the Miss Pac-Man machine? No, no that, it that, broke. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, it left there if, and it broke. Yeah, well, they, as they were wheeling it out, it fell over and that's what alerted the security guard. Uh, so it smashed anyway. Like, well, that sucks. Yeah, it's exactly. a great game. <laughs> yeah, so the end of this is really what uh, I really liked about this because again they're talking about crossing the line and all that stuff and he's talking about when he he's not mad at his friend or anything like he is because he clearly screwed up the whole heist but then at the end he's just um thinking about when he had now he's thinking about when that gun was in his hand and how he never felt more calm or cold or in control in his entire life and that scares the shit out of him so like i was like oh this kid this kid's gonna do some bad stuff yeah at some point if that he is can't his- get out of this life because he's like He's never been more in control when he was staring this dude down and was about to shoot him when and he was kill, like and kill about the security to murder him. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that kind of like really stood out like this series. Like it's a lot of those stories. Like you might be, they think they're doing the good thing. Like, yeah, their careers are trying to make by, but like, there's also just like, they're all just really flawed and like and not the- necessarily bad people, but like, they have tendencies that make could make them really bad people. Well, yeah, Ed Brubaker, Ed Brubaker is really good at like the character development. And what I love about Criminal is that like, yeah, sure, all the characters are, are you know, like this is technically part five of it ongoing, but you don't have to have read any of those other ones. Not at all. Each issue has some really incredible character development, like beginning, middle, end, you get like a like an arc of yeah. that character. And um, he's really good at doing the whole like, just like really relatable guy down on his luck turns to crime because he has no other options back against yeah. the wall. But then also 
they love it. You know, there's like that other thing. A lot of them, A lot of them have this like, uh, I have no other options because I can't exist in the real world. Like they don't have any other skills other than being a criminal. Yeah, exactly. And this is about their kids. And that they are legitimately good at this. Yeah, and this this is the the, the second generation who has only grown up around crime. So now it's the only thing that calms him. Yeah, and I think this Leo kid, like he's the more calm, collected, but like he's good at it. Like, yeah, they, he's they gonna a, be better than his dad. They made a comment about like his friends, like, yeah, you're like a robot, and like all you can do is like figure out how to steal stuff. So, like, and then like, yeah, so he's, and he like, that makes him really sad. He's like, yeah, that's uh, yeah, and he's like, yeah, it's true, and it like really bums him out. But then he's like, the whole flip, yeah. So he's good at this, and he's like, the only time he feels calm or comfortable is when he's like crossing the line of what is okay. Yeah. Which I, Oh, that was really cool. I, mm-hmm. This uh, this issue, I wasn't originally going to do this one because like Criminal has so much lore behind it, but like this issue really stood out. It's a it's an awesome series. And, like I, said, I think RJ said, it's been going on for like ten years. It's great. It yeah. sounds like a decent jumping in point. Too. I mean, honestly, any they, of them are. Yeah, like you, they're super. Like you don't need to know who these characters are because he'll catch you up. Like they're all self contained, but like each trade is kind of like self contained. They're like one. Like this run, I think he's doing is like kind of wrapped together. Like it's. Like, so um, once it's done, you you could probably hop on with issue one and not have read all the it, other it, stuff. Criminal is really cool because like, okay, this story takes, you know, we're talking about the um, the getaway driver for this this heist. And yeah. then uh, at the end of the, the thing, he'll go into the bar and, you know, get a shot. And then the next story arc will be about the bartender, mm. you know? And it, so it's like not necessarily, it's, it's all the same universe and it's all the yeah. same characters, but like you didn't have to have read mm-hmm. the one scene where they went to the bar in the yeah. last story arc to know, to care that like this new one's about the bartender. Yeah, you know a I mean? lot of them center around T cause he's like, he's like the main character, but like there's also just like complete one-offs about other characters in this universe. There was a really cool one when this this new reboot started. Yeah. Issues two and three were just like this little short story about um, comic book creators, and it's oh, like yeah, that was a good that one. was so good. It's like this like very like clearly allegorically Jack Kirby kind of character yeah. who's like um, become like poor and destitute because he never had like the rights to any of his characters so he's he's watching the reboot happen of the characters that he created and he's penniless and so like they go to like a comic book convention and it's just he's just also a terrible person yeah he's like, awful that part isn't as much kirby no. it's more so like kind of a combination of it but he's kind of a womanizer and, and a drunk and like you know it, it, yeah that those two issues if, you, if you're thinking about getting criminal they they collected that into a hardcover called bad weekend yeah that's uh, like the beginning of this reboot. yeah so you can just start there yeah. and that's a really good one yeah and they had another one just about this woman who like fell in love with someone and then like just you kind of find out like they just a whole story like, completely separate like its own little hardcover not even in the issues just completely separate story from everything else and it's they're all great yeah. or you could read sleeper because it's incredible i mean any any ed brubaker sean phillips stuff is fantastic yeah I'll pretty much read anything that these dudes write, like they do together because like the the art on top of everything else is like it's it fits the tone. It's very dark, gritty, like it very neo noir. Yeah, exactly. It's it's great. I, I I really I love Criminal. I'll probably read it till he writes. Stops. I'll read whatever. I'll read and watch whatever he writes because he does a lot of TV now too. No, oh, does he? Yeah, he oh, did. Cool. Um, uh, he wrote uh Westworld. Season, uh, season one at least season i don't one. know oh, if he right, did season right. two yeah probably um, not because uh mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got that tv show with um uh, uh, uh nicholas winding refin on uh, amazon that oh. i can't remember the name of yeah too old to die young uh-huh. yeah that one <laughs> sure <laughs> but uh yeah pick up criminal it's great yeah nice cool 
All right, Casey, what else you got? I did a last minute change. I'm going to do Superman, Batman, number three. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, good. It's, it, it is really good. It's Batman, Superman. I'm sorry. Wait, not Ken yeah, It's Thor? a different book, technically. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the Jeff Loeb. Yeah, Superman, oh, Batman. Right, right. Yeah, that's actually, that's, I like that book. I mean, actually. that book was good. Yeah, I liked it. I'm talking about Wait, this so one. there's two books, one Superman, Batman, and one's Batman, Well, Superman. no, there's more than, because uh, the new 52 one was Batman, Superman as well. Yeah. There's a few of them at this point. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's World's <laughs> Finest is the real title. because That's what they're called together. Oh. Ooh. They Isn't are, Wonder they Woman are the also finest. World's Finest? That's the Trinity. Mm. Yeah. Come on. She, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I just know her book is sometimes called World's Finest. No, Sensational Comics. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Wonder Neat. Comics. So who's... Uh, <laughs> Joshua Williamson uh, wrote this one. And uh, I wasn't ready. because <laughs> um, Where am I? Where am I? David Marquez. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, uh, I'm glad I I'm glad I didn't uh, go into this segment by saying, Casey, tell us about King Thor. Well, so King <laughs> Thor was amazing, and I was going to talk about that, but uh, basically, it's just badass, and I can't just say how badass it is uh, for for ten minutes. So, <laughs> so you've covered King Thor, and now yeah. we'll do Batman Superman, yeah, uh, which is badass. It's yeah. so badass. Just uh, read it. Yeah. <laughs> just just read it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to say about it, but it it mostly is just if I could just uh, put guitar riffs for ten minutes, just like play a Led Zeppelin song, yeah. That's just that. And that's King Thor. That's got King it. Thor. Nailed yep, it. Got it. Let's do this. Um, so yeah, so we're doing Batman Superman. Said there's a lot of ramifications that happen from this issue that like going forward yeah um, for sure so yeah so basically uh you know the superman tries to uh infect himself with the joker stuff to try and get the plan from the batman who laughs so he's pretending to work with him basically he's his sleeper self i don't and, know what could go wrong yeah how could that go possibly go wrong and and batman would never see that coming you know because it's bat it's the batman yeah, who laughs. they keep forgetting that they're doing this against batman he's like yeah dummies like i knew I, the second you so, so as soon he, as he walked in i'm like yeah you're an idiot yeah he, you're clearly faking yeah <laughs> to be fair if i was batman i would also forget that i was facing batman because he's just so dumb it's just like <laughs> oh right i forgot that you're me because you look ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> because you look like judge death yeah right, you do. Right, yeah you look like judge death cosplaying as batman <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i still want to know how he sees through the spikes he can't well, I think he can. I don't I know. I think he sees with hate. <laughs> hate vision? Yes. Uh, oh, all right. Dope. <laughs> Echolocation? Ooh. Is he dare? That's why he's always he laughing, because he can just... Yeah. It's, Holy it's crap. Center. We just uh, figured out his power set. Yeah, this there we perfect. go. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Superman breaks him out of the Hall of Justice, quote unquote, and uh, the Batman who laughs is just like, yeah, dude, I knew the minute you broke in here that you were faking it. Um, so, like, Batman immediately shuts it down and just, like, just stabs Clark with the um, kryptonite... Um, uh, what's it called? Antidote. Antidote, antidote yeah. to the thing. And uh, and then just immediately locks back up the Batman who laughs. I'm like, well, that was a failed attempt. Because also because Clark is just like, so what's your plan? And he's just like, yeah, yeah. Like he's he's like the really, worst secret he's agent. A really bad of all at time. This. It's yeah. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um. So then basically, um, like Batman puts Superman on ice because he's like, you uh, are now a risk because yeah, he's like still, trying to you're detox. Still infected. Yeah. yeah there's um, this great like thing wherever Superman talks, there's a ha 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 interrupting yeah, through like all his speech. He's like, what oh. are you ha ha doing? <laughs> it's so great because he's like kind of poisoned, so it's like taking over every once yeah. in a while. But yeah. yeah, it's it was weird reading it, but I was just like, uh, all right, this works. I'm cool yeah. with this. Um, but yeah, so he he basically puts him in a sun room because the sun is gonna like 
um, help cure him. Help cure like, him yeah, he needs along the power. With the yeah, because yeah. aliens. Who knows? Because <laughs> aliens. Um, so then Batman goes to Gordon because Gordon is the one who like set up this trap. Gordon is a, a real one who originally said, "Hey, there's a a Superman who laughs." Uh, running around uh, trying to abduct kids so go check this out so so well, he goes to gordon to find out why he set him up well batman figured out that gordon superman figured it they out. figured out that gordon well, is uh, yeah so so batman runs up on gordon and it's just like oh crap you're infected and then yeah, and fi- then superman breaks out and it's just like i wanted to warn you that gordon's infected he's like yeah i figured these right there I, <laughs> I you didn't have to come it's fine and then <laughs> gordon uh drops into the 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 suit the from suit yeah, yeah from the, his the, writers the, run the, yeah. the, the rookie yeah um so yeah it's got a little bit of a callback to the new 52 run yep. where snyder uh made gordon batman for a while when when bruce was dead um so yeah basically batman's got to fight a a batman robot now um and infected gordon um so well, su- superman takes care superman of takes quick. care of the, the robot they, like you know neutralizes him they kind of they they <laughs> just knock like he just like molly wops gordon just like oh yeah just knocks I, him out hard i love whenever they remember the freeze breath oh yeah it, that that it makes me so happy because he's got <laughs> so many different powers yeah he's got so many that they forget to use them yeah um so so yeah so they take gordon back to the bat cave to, nope. to figure oh they, 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 they plan on taking him to the bat cave they take him to the fortress instead they, to try to hide from the batman who laughs yes which is a great idea to bring infected people to yeah. well it's because i think the idea was like we got to start thinking outside of the box. He's not going to know where your fortress is, but then they bring, they bring him and the armor back. Yeah. It's cause they got to put him on ice. Yeah. So, so they, yeah. Dude, yes, this guy can't, <laughs> um, so, so they bring him back to the, to the fortress along with the, the armor. And, uh, guess who was in the armor? The blue beetle. It was a Trojan. It was a Trojan. Yes. It was third, a Trojan. Sorry, beetle. The third blue beetle. Sure. Uh, you could have said any amount. It's the, it's the sixth blue beetle. No, was, it's the third. I know. What are you talking about? I don't about? care about blue beetle. And actually he <laughs> says what? that. Here's yeah, the thing. That's the whole point. The whole point is he's like, surprise bitches. You didn't know that, uh. You know, it's it's Jamie Reyes, I think. No one like, gives a crap about the I blue yeah. beetle. The Justice League always underestimated me, treated me like I wasn't the real blue beetle. So you never understood the power of the scarab. And then he just infects the entire fortress, like all the tech, all the yeah. Kryptonian tech and all the robots that he has. And then you see it like infecting the Batcave and it's infecting like all these other places. So yeah, like he, they just got like a like a tech giant to infect all of the tech. Which is his plan the entire time. Yeah, of course. Bruce Wayne really... He's good at plans. Really terrible at the greatest detective on the side. Superman. Well, not uh, the one who laughs. laughs. The one who laughs, killing it. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Bruce Wayne. Dude, what are you doing, man? He's doing a bad job of keeping ahead of himself. Yeah, like, you should, come on. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. (laughs) Really, your detective skills are complete garbage. Uh, this yeah. series so yeah well far. it's difficult you know he's well you know he's gonna pull it out at the end or whatever oh uh, and then the last thing is it ties into th- whatever luther's doing yeah and yeah. they're going to converge with yeah they, they show the the doom the, the 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 logo of doom uh in the sky it's and the just, seven forces yeah that luther is unlocking uh, yeah i just thought it was like a jellyfish <laughs> I just want to win. It kind of looks like a jellyfish. That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, now so jellyfish. <laughs> so so basically, Batman's going to go up against Lex. Uh, is, yeah. is what is implied there. But um, that also says the next, the secret six revealed. And uh, oh right, yeah, I was so because confused. there's still there's well because it's going to be six infected. So we already have Shazam. We already have Gordon. Now we have Blue Beetle. There's three more. I think, uh, I think oh. Superman is technically part of it. But well, Secret think- Six is a team. Yes, but you can't they, just say secret six. Well, this is the not, new team. They Things were, have meaning. They were trying because they were trying to infect Superman, but they've got 
to it before that. So I thought he there's was three one more. I think they say how many more there are, but um, so we have a little. Uh, Superman can't be part of it because there were six batterings, right? right? But they were trying to get Superman in the very, very beginning. Oh, he's part of the like the six that they planned. I think. Uh, I think there is going to be like six altogether. We'll um, see. There could be another one. I know. I know. Spoiler. I know one of them is Donna Troy. Um. Just from like solicits. And I can't stuff. believe you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but there is Donna also going to be there's going to be a Blue Beetle one shot um, coming out of this Ooh, issue. The, the Blue the, Beetle who laughs. Yes. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of really cool like ramifications coming out of this. I, I didn't expect to like a uh, you know Dark Knight's Metal Batman who laughs book so much, but here we are. It's because Tom Taylor. He's uh, so good. Josh Williamson. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> I, Tom Taylor yeah. is also good at the no, books that he yeah, writes. Yeah, Williamson is. Uh. <laughs> anyway, whatever. It's fine. It's Sunday. We're we're off our schedule. It's, yeah. It's, you know, we're, we're playing fast, fast and loose here. <laughs> all right. What else you got, RJ? All right. Uh, Strike Force number two. I wanted to fight you to use this book instead. This, this book, book was is fun. so good. I love this book. It's. It's great. I was not expecting to because I was like, yeah, whatever. Fake Thunderbolts. Shut up. I they, don't care about They really team. ramped and up the uh, Fake goofiness. Thunderbolts? What does that mean? <laughs> it feels like a Thunderbolts book to me. None of them are villains. Eh, but are they good guys either? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you? What? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You, you, you called it um, <laughs> Marvel's. We're just, we're just breaking. I said Justice League Dark because <laughs> yeah, they deal it, with mystical it, stuff. Yeah. And it is more that. You are correct. It is better. All right. <laughs> well, the, yeah, I was going to say, they're all good guys. <laughs> this is the week when RJ quits the show. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. That's, I'm you close guys don't every, deserve me. I'm close every week. <laughs> you don't deserve me. I mean, we've just talked smack on Ted Cord, so I mean. <laughs> he's just a blue beetle. Who cares? Oh, my God. <laughs> he died for your for sins. Your sins. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know how you can read the prelude to Infinite Crisis and not feel anything for Tech Ford. Uh, it's, uh, what you got here is a room full of people that not read the prequel <laughs> yep. to... It's easily yep. the sad, one of the saddest deaths in all of comics. Well, I read Infinite Crisis. I did not read the prequel to did, Infinite you Crisis. You really die? No. <laughs> did someone just step on him? <laughs> no. <laughs> I get it, because he's a beetle. Yeah, you got it. He's right. shot by Maxwell Lord. It's sad. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anyway, Strike Force. Uh, Strike Force is about people that <laughs> Strike go Force number two by by uh, Teeny Howard and uh, was it a uh, uh, German Peralta? German Peralta. Yeah. Um. So the Scooby Gang goes to <laughs> Las Vegas. Dude, this feels more like that than anything else. Like, cause yeah. they're all so goofy. Yeah. For some, like, they're all just except for um, I can't remember her name. The Dasgard. Yeah. yeah, she's the only one that everyone else is just like goofy, and she's just like, I am all business. <laughs> I love all I the love time. Angela. She's great. Yeah. So this issue is them uh, going to Las Vegas after the first one where they kill Damien Hellstorm because they thought he was uh, a changeling, but he wasn't. Yeah. So they go so, to see Satana, Satana, who is her br- uh, his brother, her brother, whatever. They're related. They're siblings. They're siblings. Uh, she runs a club in Vegas. Which is great. I love really that all the demons. Parties. I love that all the Vegas demons now. have Vegas like hotels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it makes perfect sense. It does sense. make sense. Well, Blade's like, really? A club? And she's like, I'm good at running parties. Why well, just limit to one realm? <laughs> and she's also a succubus, so of course she's Vegas. Great. Yeah. It's great. 
She's easily my favorite uh, favorite character this issue. Oh man, she's so. Oh good. yeah, she was. Really Teeny good. Howard writing Satana is like is brilliant. Yeah. Also, the team dynamic. Like, I was not. It's, it's a such a weird hodgepodge of characters, and the, they're all of their like very different like vibes. Yeah. Mesh so well together. Spider Woman's just there to party. Yeah. She shows. She's up. wearing a mini dress. She's very <laughs> dressed, and she and then they're like, all right, let's go hit the floor, and she's like, dress for the jab, you want. <laughs> Yeah, and then like her way of making sure that no one on the dance floor is infected, like they're not changeling, is to just use her pheromones on them. She's yeah. like, well, everyone in this room is my friend, so uh, we're good. Also, I'm about to get laid. <laughs> By everyone in the room. By everyone in the room. <laughs> uh, and Wiccan's also really good. Oh, he's great. They, like... They keep telling him to do stuff, and he's like, I can't just do whatever. I'm not a Swiss Army knife. But, like, he can, though. Yeah, your power is wishes. So, like, (laughs) stop whining and just do it. That's exactly what the whole team Oh, yeah, good Hellstorm. Oh, can you just do that? Like, you hit him in a fake realm. Get his body. Just stop being a little baby about it all the time. (laughs) I'm so annoyed. Because every time they ask him to do something... The next page, he's just doing it. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, you can, dog. It's kind (laughs) of weird that he's, like, the the one who's reluctant and like the the every man kind of guy when he's magic yeah, yeah. right it's weird yeah, you would think it'd be bucky but bucky's just on he's on a, he, board dude he is so on board <laughs> and i'm pretty sure does he have a mustache in this in this issue i feel like he had a mustache no he doesn't no no he didn't okay no. he's got a sweet shirt though. maybe i'm just imagining mustache yeah, someone comments. went into your copy and just drew one dude <laughs> I'm gonna I'm it gonna do me. that. It was, I yeah, did that. <laughs> yeah. Casey's just putting hidden mustaches in all my comics now. Yeah, that's. I'm just <laughs> that trying to like so great. further your. Uh, yeah, there he is. Now he doesn't have a mustache. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I don't know where that came from. I don't know. I just feel like he had a mustache. Yeah. All right. So they're trying to. So they they leave. Uh, they're trying to get what Satana to resurrect. Uh, well, they're, they're trying. They're trying to interrogate the changeling version of Hellstorm. Right. And, 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 and she's and got him tied up, and yeah. also resurrect him. And, and yeah, uh, he better. Yes. Um, yes. So, so they have to get they have to get um, Satana out because part of the thing with the changeling is that it's like it's like a mental virus. So if you're aware of them, right. they kind of infect you and make you more susceptible to, to becoming a changeling or getting like you know captured by them. Um, so they're just trying to keep Satana out of her own office, and she's like, "You can you can flirt with me, but you can't boss me around." <laughs> <laughs> Satana's so great because she's just. She's a succubus, so yeah. she's just flirting with everyone. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's like, are you are you trying to tell me what to do, or are you flirting? She, I can't. She had one of the most like distinct voices in this issue. Oh, it's so good. Um. And See, yeah, like the rest of the issue is just like the the, the rest of the team. It's like so Spectrum, so, yeah, Spectrum, and, and Bucky going off trying to find more well, people that are infected. Uh, yeah. Blade and Jessica go off, and they find a second Satana. Yeah. And they're like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> so they bring her back. And they do the the Spider Man finger well, point meme. First, they come back and they find the other Satana making out with Angela, which uh, that and then the next page when they like have the two there was like one of my favorite parts of this issue. Oh yeah, it's so good because Bucky just rolls in and just shoots one in the face. <laughs> yes, like, how did you know? Hand bandage because she cut her hand early. I was like, no, because he bit her hand. Early. Oh, because he bit her. With, yeah, yeah. Buck, I'm like, all right, Bucky. He he just busts in without hesitation and just shoots her right in the face. Yeah. yeah, loved it. It was awesome. Just gone. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I, I love that. The, the, you know, because 
um, you know, the the one was making out with Angela, and Angela's just like, Verdi witch, you've weakened me with your doppelganger kiss. And she's like, no, <laughs> you big idiot, I'm a succubus. I made your knees weak. And it was the real one. <laughs> and it, it was, was the real one. Was the real one. <laughs> so, new favorite couple in Marvel. Yeah, no, if that's not a couple going forward, I'm going to write so many letters. <laughs> I just think it's funny how serious Angela is the whole time. Like, oh, yeah. She just, like, can't get on board with the nonsense. She's just, like, very by well, the yeah, book the whole time. Well, yeah, because it's just Verdi changeling. She's got to kill, man. It's and then, uh, so the other satana kind of the the fake one kind of burst into a, a lot of a billion little baby changelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're creepy. Which they get Monica Rambeau to just kind of come and zap all of them, <laughs> which was really badass. It reminds me of like Hellboy Two, like you know those little like uh, <laughs> t- like the tooth fairies, yeah. And, yeah. and then she just like like firestorms them all. Yeah, it's very similar kind of vibe. So <laughs> yeah, Monica Rambeau kind of just takes them all out, and uh, then they realize what wiccan is gone yeah they they're like uh we found a fake Wic- wiccan uh, well they, they they took him they like teleport. oh yeah they, they took him. wiccan because since they lost yeah. hellstrom they needed a magic user and then yeah like, so yeah, they you took killed Wic- our you killed our magician so we're gonna yeah. take your magician so they took wiccan and then it ends with hulkling assuming him yeah him going assuming to fake wiccan going to hulkling yeah i totally forgot what's character how dare you Oh, yeah, because he's in so many books. He's in Young Avengers. What else do you need? Also, Death's Head. You're not reading Death's Head. All right. We've been over yeah, this. Death's Head is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, apparently I need to read Death's Head. Sorry. <laughs> and Young Avengers, because okay, that right, right, so right. good. But oh. it's just, it, I mean, it's nervous, because he's going to go, He's if he's fake, he's going to murder his Yeah, Hulkling better husband. survive, because I will be very upset if, if something bad happens to Hulkling. They're <laughs> like, they're the second greatest couple in Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is the first being... Angela and Satana. But I, <laughs> right, right. I no, love the, fir- the first being Scott, Gene, and Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I am just, I, I just want queer and poly couples <laughs> in Marvel. There's nothing else that matters right now. If it makes you feel better, Satana probably has like 15 other people. I mean, that is That's a very true. poly relationship yeah. too. Yeah, just her and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that entire nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I love mystical Marvel. I love, uh, and this is, it's so good. Yeah, Teeny Howard clearly has free reign, um, uh, which, yeah. and it's, and it's so good. Like, it's, yeah. It was fun. It was a fun book. Yeah, I need to add this to the long list of books I really should be reading. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you really like it. I yeah. think it's, it's pretty up your alley. It's another one that's like, uh, I mean, there's a lot that happened in this book, but it's very similar to Amazing Mary Jane, where it's like, we can say all we want about it, but the dialogue is really the winner here. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. All right, I guess that comes back to me. Um, my second uh, pick this week is uh, this 100-page Swamp Thing giant. Ah, Swamp Thing. Swamp <laughs> <laughs> Thing. Uh, so I've been I've been sick in bed for the last few days, and this is kind of one of the books that got me through it. <laughs> I just kind of had this sitting there, like when I would wake up from a nap, I'd read a few more pages and then, and then fall, back fall back and sleep. Um, but yeah, it's it, this was a lot of fun. There was there was two new stories and then three old stories. Uh, a, a big handful of characters thrown in: Phantom Stranger, John Constantine, Zatanna. Zatanna. It's a. It's from her own Tolo series. Yeah, they, which is what amazing. I, I thought it was cool that they didn't just take like so. Since it's five stories, I was assuming it was going to be two new ones and three Swamp Thing re- reprints. But it's a Swamp Thing reprint, a Hellblazer reprint, and a, a Zatanna reprint. Yeah, it's like guest guest spots. Mm. Yeah, so it's a, yeah. it's like <laughs> a, issues of them where they were like. Uh, where where he was featured heavily in their issue. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. I'm going to highlight one of these since, you know, 
Yeah, I don't want. You're not going to run down all I'm not hundred gonna pages. Run down a hundred pages, and we're also not going to run down issues you've probably read like ten years ago, because <laughs> one of them is like it's really good, um, but it was the um, it's like Len Wein and um, Kelly Jones, so that's probably from yeah. the '90s or early yeah. 2000s. So it's like it's great, but I get just these go and read that by yourself. <laughs> I get these and only read the new stuff because just you've probably read the yeah. old ones. I I read the old ones, which I remember re- reading when they came out but don't actually have any recollection like i was like oh yeah this seems familiar but i couldn't tell you how the issue well, ends th- these are all pretty new to me okay yeah so like like i, I hadn't I, I don't i'm not really a big zatanna guy so i hadn't read that um no, it's, it's fine breaking my heart <laughs> I, I mean you know to each his own <laughs> but but i enjoyed it i enjoyed all of these uh the one that stuck out is the the first one um, Mark the, Russell and Marco Santucci. Yeah, Mark Russell, Marco Santucci. Damn, Santucci. I, I have art by Santucci. Oh, I'm nice. Zatanna. Oh. oh well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, also, what I did before you jump into the the plot synopsis, I I realized yesterday that um, there's going to be a Swamp Thing Giant number two, and this story is going to have a second part to it. Oh, awesome! Which is, I I loved this. It's a really good story, and it definitely does have like a conclusion. But I want more, and there will be more, which is really nice. Yeah, so it's called The Beat Goes On. Beat as in the vegetable. Mm. Ooh. A little play on words here. Because, you know. Because a beat he's, is He's the... a plant. <laughs> well, there's also, he, oh. he produces beets. Oh. Right. But anyway, it. so, so um, Swamp Thing's trying to take down this, uh, this factory that's trying to produce these seeds that don't self-propagate. Like, you can't. They're sterile. They're, they're sterile. Yeah. But they'll also sterilize anything that they cross-pollinate with. So basically, over time, this could just kill off all... Everything. Uh, yeah, just everything. So he's just blowing up factories. <laughs> there's um, so, there's such awesome. a good portion of Swamp Thing comics that it's just him lamenting how stupid humans are. Yeah. So relatable. <laughs> but he, he keeps going back to this, this uh, little village in the bayou, and there's this like voodoo priestess. Who, uh, it's Madame Xanadu. Man, uh, no, Madame it's Xanadu. not. It's not? No? What? I read it as Madame Xanadu. <laughs> She's a... What? <laughs> I just read her as just this lady. Yeah, it's just some lady. But um, you know, he he, he keeps talking about like he he almost killed these these guards, and he has so much hate for for humanity that he has to keep like in check. So he keeps like pushing it into like this one little part of himself until it grows into a beat that he then pulls out and just like drops in the swamp yeah no the the dialogue for this is so good it's like to keep the anger and rage the fear from ruining me i've had to squeeze it all into one place and when it's too full i simply empty it empty it and start over it's the only one way uh i can survive living and there's there's this great panel of him just holding it out in front of him and dropping it into it yeah i just like to me it just made this like plip yeah yeah (laughs) there's another good panel where he's making swings out of his arms for children yeah Yeah, that's really great i love that so much (laughs) it it, that kind of takes me back to the old animated series <laughs> or but, like the return of swamp thing the yeah, like romantic romantic comedy what the one oh with, yeah what's her face yeah but uh <laughs> but yeah i i thought that i thought that was pretty cool um so then we cut back to there's like this boardroom it's the uh the sunderland uh corporation they're the people who are trying to make this this seed and they're coming up with a plan to capture uh swamp thing yeah using a plant neurotoxin <laughs> right and uh yeah, so they the, they want to capture him. They want to basically make clones of a, a slave army of self harvesting crops is the exact words they use, which is terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, but um, 
yeah so then we cut to him blowing up another factory um and then he he goes back to that same village and this voodoo priestess is, is like you know trying to console him because again he's got this rage and she injects him with this neurotoxin yeah like so i guess this corporation got her on their side somehow well they explain how so so the whole conversation that that they that he has with her at the beginning of this comic is that she wants to um defy death like her main goal is to become immortal yeah um so by the corporation basically promises her like, yeah, you can gain your immortality from Swamp Thing if you get if you capture him for us. So she yeah, she injects him with a neurotoxin and then pulls the beat out yeah, of his so heart. She pulls <laughs> she pulls the beat out of him and she's like, Well, now I can finally, you know, get a taste of his immortality. And then she eats the beat and then immediately like collapses. But then we go back to the this corporation, these two people who came up who hatched this whole plan. They're like, Well, how did you come up with this neurotoxin? She's like, Well, we keep finding these beats in the swamp. That <laughs> it was are so easy. Toxic. They're so they're so toxic. We keep finding them around. But what it does is it, it, it puts somebody into a coma that's so close to death that people can't tell. Almost like Superman when he died. Oh like, yeah. The Kryptonian yeah. healing coma. Right, exactly. So <laughs> Swamp Thing, sweet mullet, Swamp Thing wakes up and, and sees her dead and he's like, oh, she must have sacrificed herself to save me. Yeah. And what then, a good friend. Yeah. What a great friend. And then they they bury her and he's at her burial. And there's all these people gathered around and he's like just saying nothing but great things about her. And then as he's walking away, you see like a strike of a match and she's in the coffin waking up from that coma. And so, now she's also immortal, which I love. So she's immortal and buried alive. <laughs> What a good, what a, what like immediate gratification for her betraying her friend. It's great. It's uh, such a deal with the devil. Yeah, you know? like, it's so good. Yeah, I really like this. Um, and but, also, I love that like since they used his own beats, he was completely immune to it. Like right. that's like so he just wakes up to like oh, oh that was weird. Like, oh, <laughs> wow, what a weird dream. The only thing I couldn't figure out was uh, he talks to her at one point and he's like, it makes they make me wish I had never been human. So I don't know if that rewrites Swamp Thing's origins or what because he was never human he just has the soul of a human in him so I don't know uh, I think that's just um, yada 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 in over his or his you know origin rewrite like I think no one's gonna undo what Alan Moore did because uh, it's pretty fundamental to Swamp Thing but I think it's really hard to write that you know what I mean to, to have this like because he knows himself that he is not um, I forget his name, Alan, whatever. Uh, Alec Holland. Yeah, he's not Alec Holland anymore. But to like differentiate that in in a very simple and like quick way is difficult to 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 write and to say. I just want to make sure they don't get him confused with Man Thing. Yes, <laughs> he is not Man Thing. Who we, is it? Well, we're we're gonna need another giant size Man Thing. <laughs> well, you know, I Marvel is that. is pretty good at like <laughs> just stealing DC's ideas. So uh, yeah, we'll probably get a giant size Man Thing. Don't worry, Adam. Now. We're gonna talk about that in money shot. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm so reluctant. <laughs> so yeah, so that's top picks. Um, let's jump into uh, Marauders. Yeah, this was my. Uh, my favorite book. Yeah, I was going to say the one book that Adam was excited about. <laughs> no, I was excited about, uh, what, what was the other one? Count Crowley. Count Crowley. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Stop That's it. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, sometimes I have light weeks when you guys have heavy weeks. Sounds like RJ ate one of Swamp Thing's hate beats. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I love when, hate beats. Yeah, when doesn't RJ do that? Come on. 
But yeah, like I, I even said at one point on Wednesday when I was at work, I was like, I just want this day to end so I can go rub my eyeballs all over the new issue of Marauders. <laughs> like I just could not wait. It's just this because issue. this week was so great. I want everyone else to be excited with me. <laughs> well, I was board. I was super excited about Marauders. Like I, I feel like Marauders kind of eclipsed everything else. We got that dope cover reveal of the new one where they're all in the yes like gaudy pirate gear and i love it i I almost read this in the car in the parking lot of the comic shop (laughs) i was that excited about this i almost went to the comic shop at lunch on wednesday like i could not wait for this book yeah it's really good uh my favorite part is uh the very immediate reveal so we, we open up and it's her she's like oh wow so there's just these portals and we have Krakoa this is great and then she walks into the portal and just like walks into the portal yeah, and it breaks her nose yeah yes. so like because I've been seeing these solicits where it looks like she got her ass whooped I'm like why is her nose broken she's wearing all these bandages yeah. on her face and uh yep now we know yeah uh, kind of blew up the internet everyone yeah. was wondering yeah, now she, she becomes like this famous Per- oh you're the I you're love- the one who Krakoa doesn't like I was like it's like you're the one who, the woman a mutant that can't go through portals and she's like yeah you're the one that everyone doesn't like <laughs> that's such a weird just talking shit to this image kid. Of, it was of, so good of her as well yeah yeah because yeah, she's like fed up with it yeah. yeah we also we also learned that um it's Kate now it's yes. yeah she does not want to be if you're nasty I, I I think we should start a swear jar for every time someone refers to her as Kitty or uh, put a dollar in it if you're Emma it's Catherine Yes. yes. Yeah. But she's always called her Catherine, right? I yeah. think so. Um, yeah. I, I'm just going to refer to her as uh, Mrs. Pride. Mrs.? Mrs. Mrs. I'm going to do uh, against Sprite, if you're nasty. <laughs> no, it's, you're nasty. It's Kate. She wants to be known as Kate. Shadow Cat. We're calling her Kate. <laughs> yeah. It's important. It is. It is. Also, no, I, I actually, I, I read an interesting take on this where, um, uh, like, there, there's... There's a lot of people, uh, like in the trans community, for example, yeah, who, yeah. That, who their, their friends that. and family refuse to call them by their new name. Yeah, and it's kind of um, seeing people refusing to call her Kate and and it's insisting on Kitty, calling her Kitty is, is very triggering. Yeah. So yeah, I want to be I want to be good about this. That line really hit hard too when she's talking to Emma and she's like, "The X Men can do a lot of astonishing things, but that I don't think they can." I was like okay yeah whoa yeah. that's yeah. interesting it doesn't seem yeah. like that hard of a thing it, to do um, it also like makes it very clear that it's actually important to her right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and personal autonomy is is so crucial in in everyone's life well, and so to, like so this fictional character kind of embodying this like concept of personal autonomy over your own name is is well, really interesting yeah i mean she uh as a character she didn't start at giant size x-men she wasn't an X-Men initially. She had to earn her place through... She had to survive the experience. Yeah. And she didn't get to be a new mutant. She didn't want to be a new mutant. She, they, uh, Xavier almost forced her to be a new mutant at one time, and she, she stopped that. So she, uh, she had to earn her place among the X-Men for, for a while. And this definitely has that same vibe. She has to earn her way to Krakoa. She has to steal a ship. Yeah, <laughs> she steals a boat. She's like, I, I took like a sailing class in summer camp. Yeah, I'm, and then I'm just good. sails across the sea to Krakoa. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like kind of speaking to your point, that's like the whole reason why Emma picks her. Yeah. Because all of that stuff. Because like, yep. yeah. Well, like that makes it sound like a not a comment. It's like, no. It's good. You're stronger than like it's kind of yeah, you, like you're stronger than they are. You're everyone dependable. else was given this. Yeah, you earned and everything. Earned it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's really reluctant to do that too because she feels like she, you know people are putting her down. It's like no, no. Yeah, Kate, see, see the good in yourself. Yeah. Kate and Emma have one of my favorite relationships in 
X-Men because unlike a lot of people, uh, Kate, uh, Kate like first encountered her uh, as she as Emma was destroying the X-Men. Yeah, Emma tries to kill her in like her first issue. Yeah, and tr- constantly tries to uh, seduce her to her school in Connecticut during the immunes yeah. and like a bunch of and like kidnaps all her friends and everything. So like if anyone has the right to think of Emma as a villain, it would be Kate. No, I, I think there's others. But but definitely uh, high up on the list and, there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they do have a so good the thing about despite the that. thing about Kate and Emma is that despite all the the other X Men, that their relationship has really evolved maybe the most out of anyone's, um, because it it's kind of was built out of respect. Yeah. Like there was there's a sense of forgiveness, but not not really. It's more just respecting one another and their accomplishments and seeing uh kate grow up yeah uh there's that, definitely like a maternal vibe like like well, uh, sure that's emma and em, emma's all maternal vibe yeah exactly but like yeah especially with kate like she she wants to take her under her wing and make sure that she's okay but she knows she doesn't have to because kate is so strong-willed yeah. and, and, and like independent yeah she was never one of her students so no. it it's interesting i i know i really like the di- the way the dynamic has evolved because uh kate's one of the few that i feel like has the it's gotten better over time mm. i just want everyone to be friends with emma so <laughs> that's it's, it's hard we, we also learned that uh kate's main important cargo was <laughs> a, a crate of whiskey and a keg of beer for logan yeah. so and wasn't there wasn't there meat in there too wasn't so, did you bring like like jerky or something for one, <laughs> one of my favorite things was we've gotten all these like huge galaxy brain uh like huge galaxy brain melting uh charts from hickman and jerry duggan's like shopping list <laughs> he was like all right uh yeah because it has the same like like uh, layout and like uh, uh yeah. aesthetic of yeah. a hickman chart but it's just the shopping list and it's like clearly written by uh wolverine like i, I yes I, yeah it's so good and uh, kitty has a, a pirate diary Yes. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she she tosses it. Her chronicling her life at sea, and then she she realizes that it's uh that that she's just chronicling her crimes. So she tosses it overboard. It's like a like a message in yeah. a bottle. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like nine <laughs> days of diary, and she's like, oh crap! I just realized I've confessed to. Which still feels like uh <laughs> just how like just a bit of innocence from her yeah oh yeah the the pomade was one of the things on the shopping list i love that yeah so like kitty or he calls her kitty in this one kitty i owe you one here's my list uh pomade the dapper dude one and keep that under your hat like he's like ashamed <laughs> that he uses pomade this just seems like a that. really interesting take on logan like i don't yeah he wants like cubano he's, sandwiches he's like it's like a bait he's just like very different vibe than like everything it I've feels like in. i mean i mean a big part of hickman's thing is that they feel like they can finally they're relaxed relax. yeah, yeah they're I having like fun maybe yeah. it's like the first time and and Logan's if anyone can be fun and like happy it's um kate and wolverine they've always had that I, i've always sure. loved their relationship their relationship like, is really good like she, like kate was one of logan's first like almost inappropriate female proteges <laughs> was it inappropriate though well it's like it, it gets like vaguely paternal but like almost like yeah it's probably the fact that wolverine just keeps doing it yeah (laughs) after like there's just a many because he was like that with pixie uh uh, jubilee armor armor yeah there's so many like teenage girls that he takes under his wing yeah 
but you know it definitely with with kate i feel like it's special like they they definitely have like a like a really strong bond well it's the longest lasting one yeah of, that too. Uh, yeah they had that they had a whole miniseries together yeah yeah fought ninjas we also get a lot of sassy bobby which i really like yeah <laughs> yes the sassy bobby is so good um so yeah, so the actual top story. men joke for oh the God. internet. Apart. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, all right. Uh, yeah. Not very subtle there, are they? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, because Kate says no, but I've I've been assured top men are on, and she's, he's like, I'd like to meet these top men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So that, then we get to the meat of the plot. Um, uh, Emma starts talking to her telepathically, and they have this whole meeting in her limousine. Step into my office. It's just a <laughs> mental, which is just her, her brain. Yeah, yeah. which is great. Yeah. So actually projecting into her limo. Yeah. So Emma kind of basically propositions her to take over, the, take over this, the company for well, the trading, the trading of, company, of, yeah. specifically like Hellfire Club has been like, we, we know from House and Powers that the Hellfire Club has been uh, given the task of, of running the drugs to the humans and basically, uh, basically being the black market like the black yeah. market there's going to be a black market for this anyway we might as well be in charge so there's, yeah, exactly. there's yeah they're setting the price on the so black they are market. she even says they are the east india trading company of yeah. the mutant drugs that Just are less racist yeah <laughs> I, I, hopefully i love that though because it's like okay we're we're going to offer these drugs to humanity with this deal but those who refuse it are still going to get it on the black market anyway we might as well deliver them as yeah, well. Yeah, we give, and, give it to them in they any got way this possible. Dope ship. So it, she got. Yeah. In awesome. addition to the drugs, though, it's also Kate going out and finding mutants yeah. that can't get their way to Kokoa. Yeah, there's yeah. a really yeah, interesting. They, I, I, they talk about the portals that they're all up. It's like some of them can get through, but people are guarding them. And that this could yeah, really people, get people don't start. have the means to get to the to portals, them, or they're being or they're being arrested. hunted around the yeah. portals. Yeah, I, I didn't really think of that like ramification that yeah. like yeah like if there was just a portal in like i don't know brooklyn how hard would it be for us to get to it right exactly. you know how many people would be trying to kill us on that pilgrimage to you know if we if we were mutants trying to escape you know and we get this cool b plot of them going to one of these portals yeah one in of russia. these areas in russia yeah. and uh they have like power dampening guns and Dude, this, um, and they basically to, just blew the ice right off of Bob, Bobby's body, which yeah. I thought was kind and of he's funny. He's just standing there naked in flip flops, <laughs> and <laughs> it jumps back into the portal. Yep. So, so yeah, so so she builds a crew that's going to essentially sail around, and which just involved her going, "Hey, get on my ship!" Yeah, yeah. come she, on. Yeah, well, she, she was hey, drunk. You. She's getting hammered on the beach. Yeah. It's like we're going on a trip. Let's do this. Get in my boat. <laughs> Let's go. But this that it also led to like a pretty badass action scene with katie just or kate sorry just <laughs> whooping all these people at the she, portal. it was yeah, awesome. really great she's so cool and the one guy keeps swinging a sword at her and she's like i like your sword yeah oh and then gosh. she just takes it dude she, it was she, so she, good she's she a pirate now she needs a she needs a pirate sword and then uh she she uh grabs a gun from one oh of them and she's just like uh so i take it you're using non-lethal ammo and then shoots one of the guys in the knee and she's like nope well that sucks for you <laughs> She phases a gun through people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She, she puts, like, it, puts into it into people's it, like, his kidneys. Then shoot their yeah. two legs. Phases yeah. a grenade through a tank. I thought this was such a awesome way to show her power uh, set. Like, and she yeah, yeah they do a really like, good job of she, just like she's, she's one of my favorite. Mutants she could be like oh, yeah, from like in this standpoint, like she's untouchable. Is she's yeah. like conscious or something? Like, who's gonna take that out? Uh, like, no one can beat her. She's so great. That's yeah. crazy. Is, is she, and she's we we know I guess through that whole. Um, uh, was it astonishing when she was in the meteor? 
Um, the bullet, the space yeah, the, bullet. The space bullet. Oh, she could right. probably make that whole ship intangible. So right. she, oh, that's right. She, uh, that's gonna be cool. I hope they do that. I don't Ghost know. Ship. I don't know Ghost if Sean. Ship. Yes. I don't know if Sean knows, but there was a time when there was a, a bullet, like a huge space missile, crashing towards Earth. So Kitty got uh, with the got the task of staying inside there for. I, an unlimited amount of time. I think I vaguely remember reading that back in the day. Yeah, yeah because then she just phased it through she Earth. She phased right? it that through. That was the Joss Whedon run, right? Yeah, I think I did read uh, that. She phased it through Earth, but for years yeah. until uh, it was like three writers later, uh, they got Magneto to help fix it. That's crazy. And, that was a cool issue too. He was like, because yeah. it wasn't like they were bringing him to Utopia. And he was like, look, I have a gift for you guys. And just like, whoop, yes. here's Kitty back. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's also funny because that was also, astonishing was when we got Colossus back because they right. can never beat it alive or like together at the same time. Yeah. That's such a, such and, a mess, that I guess relationship. So, and mm-hmm. part of the, ori- the crew that she put together, I guess, is the original Pyro that yeah, got so resurrected. No, she didn't put it together. He was on oh, the he ship. Was, he was just taking a he nap a, on the ship. Yeah, yeah he was a right. stowaway. <laughs> but like, I like how they just talk about it. I was like, yeah, I was just hanging out, and I, I was asleep, and then poof, I was awake again. Yeah, because like, he was dead. He's he been dead, dead for and then they just, uh, many, many so, yeah, years. They just put the memory back in, and just bam, he's back. I'm like, okay, so that's how they're doing it. Like, that's weird. With yeah. a way better haircut. And she also recruited Storm. Yep. Which, yeah. which I thought was really cool because Storm's like, look, I'll help you help the children, but, I but whatever it is you've got going on with Emma, I don't want anything to do. Yeah, she's with. doing it for Kate, not not for Emma, which right. is cool. I, yeah, I liked Storm in this issue. Uh, I liked. I like that she was just the one who was powering the sails. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I like which Lockheed. is great. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> yeah, Lock- having Lockheed back is great. He's oh, eating fingers. Lockheed. Dude, with, with Pyro, it was so good. It's like, I have Dragonfire. Like, it was <laughs> like, Dragonfire! It, it was such an awesome scene. <laughs> and he's just chewing on some fingers. I love it. Yeah. Because like, they, they can't uh, kill anyone, but they can yeah. rip their fingers off. Well, I like, uh, <laughs> eat them for snacks. And, like and earlier, phase a gun into their leg. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like earlier, the Lockheed, like they're sailing, and she's like, oh, he's like eating stuff, and then he gets like a seagull, and she's like, oh, I guess we're close. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. Yeah, and I love that she's like, she's like, yeah, no wonder there were never many squirrels around the the mansion yeah yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah you got your pet dragon just eating all the wildlife all the, all the small animals uh yeah I mean, I so guess then is... she names the team right yes they're like being well because like, as right? they're like leaving like the russian thing she's just like you know the marauders were here see you later yeah. that, forget, that, like... that swoosh point panel yeah that, for that sure. xavier's a jerk yeah yeah panel uh, but I, I also like the uh the logo in the talk bubble that's a great is it yeah it was a cool logo yeah. too it's yeah, no, it says, if you're a mutant and can't get to Krakoa, then the Marauders will bring you home. And she's like pointing at and then, the like, reader. the next page, uh, Storm's just like, I don't like that name. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, not, that's not Definitely great. the strangest name of any of the teams because they used to be murderers. Murderers. It also <laughs> doesn't have X anywhere in the title. But I think, wow. they, I think they did that because <laughs> they might have to, you know kill people well that's the one of the three but laws of krakoa so they can't do that well she just messed up a lot of dudes days so. <laughs> i just think they didn't want to call it pirates um and and yeah, also they yeah fair. they do have to be since they are the black market they don't want to be directly associated with the X-Men. case had a lot of terrible code names yeah so marauders also i love that badass. i love that whole conversation that she has with with emma and emma's like yeah I, you've had some pretty bad costumes uh oh, yeah, yeah she had some of the worst code names she, and worst costumes yes yeah. in uh, she, uh, she makes a point to say you'll look fantastic in red ravish yeah she said like i like how they really point out it's like 
You're, yeah, she's the right king. You're going yeah. to be the right king. <laughs> like, just do it. I, I was really hoping we were going to get that in this issue. Yeah. yeah. I, I she's she's got to ease her into I think the Hellfire be, Club stuff. I yeah. Think. I think that's going to be her, like, really coming into her own as this ish, the story yeah. advances. And that's going to be, like, the culmination of that is her finally accepting, like, that mantle and who she, like, how, like, important she actually is. Yeah. Uh, I just want to point out two more things about this book. Number one, how many people ha- have yelled at me that she's called the Red King? Um, I just want to say gender is dead. It's 2019. <laughs> gender is over. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. She's the Red King. Um, and then number two, we just did this whole thing and she's Kate. It's not hard, man. It's not hard to yeah, use like, the right name the when whole, someone gives you their new name. The right. whole issue well, is it, about it, that. It's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's slip ups. And, uh, yeah. I, I mean, and which is along. Yeah. Sean slipped up. I was like, oh, yep. Uh, sorry, I, Kate. I, you know, and that's it. That's it. And, and uh, that's what people just want you to do. At least try. Right. As yeah. long as you're trying. And, and I, I I have friends who, who have new pronouns and new names and I slip up all it's the time. Hard, it's but hard. As it, long it, as you're trying, you know. Yeah. You put the effort in. You correct yourself when you catch yourself doing it. Yeah. Um, so this is just going to be me being like, um, not the Red Queen, and um, it's Kate for the rest of my job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just getting really mad at people when they don't use yeah. the right Separate one. Every time, uh, not not a not a not a queen. Not no, a seriously, queen. Not a queen. I, I, King. at, at the fine. shop, we should we should have a swear jar. A it's Kate now jar. <laughs> that's so good. I will do that. You know how much money we'll make? Yeah, that's like, that's my tip it'll, jar it'll just, now. Yeah, it'll be constantly. We'll just we'll uh, we'll put that right into the Patreon fund. <laughs> yeah, it'll be perfect. Uh, I love it. Uh, so I guess that brings us to the the minefield, the money of, shot of money shot. And like, what? how much of this book can we really talk about? Oh, it's we fine. could talk about the overall plot well, easily. <laughs> I mean, ever if we're you stream us on the internet, so you uh, if you're on the internet, you have your parents' permission to be here. <laughs> oh my god! I want I want to start this off by saying, Money Shot is not for kids. It is oh, not for not kids. I mean, it's called Money bit. Shot. Number yeah. one. but they let um, me read it. <laughs> yeah, and out of the house. Uh, you know. So I guess um, we'll, we could do the basic. So plot, the basic right? plot. Yeah. The basic plot is sure. a bunch of scientists who can't get funding, so they they start they become porn stars to fund their scientific endeavors. But they have this like, um, I guess it's like a Stargate. Yes. Where they yeah. can go anywhere it's, in the it's universe. It's called a, a star shot. Star shot. And so yeah. the money shot is like the nickname because it's going to cost so much money to like do it, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, so that was the nickname long before this plan. Um, but I guess the, the one scientist got this idea. She was, I guess, watching some porn and she starts reading the comments and she starts reading the comments yeah. and people are just and and first of all it was like the most outlandish porn it was like, that she'd ever it was like seen granny it was no it furry was, porn no it was musty nuts and assosaurus rex <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it was like it was like a godzilla with a she dildo was, she was trying to go to her normal site clitterature.com oh, God. which was fantastic all right if that's not a real website it needs to be. I'm gonna start it, and then it got replaced by this. Yeah, and like it's it's basically if if you can dream it, we can. I'll say fork. You can we, we <laughs> yeah, can fork okay, it. Yeah, we're gonna Let's, say we're getting too too into the weeds but, here. But basically, <laughs> and then she's like, "Who would watch this?" And then and then the it's like really in the future, so it's like very technically. It's advanced. like thirty years. In so the like her AI was like. I'll look that up for you. It's like, I don't actually care. And then she starts reading the comments. Yeah. And the comments are just people absolutely like bored by like the most crazy fest. thing ever. So they she come, gets this to come up with this plan. I don't she know gets why. the idea of, well, we could just go into space and make porn with some aliens. But then her cell to every, all the scientists, like you can do all of the stuff that you want to do. Yeah. Why get we, funding for your why projects. We just, like so, William Shatner our way around space. Right. I, don't, I don't know why my first thought was it's just uh, irreblog- irresponsible blogger Timmy Olsen but, <laughs> but like with, with a Barbarella sex. plot 
yeah. <laughs> right. It really is. Um, so so we also skipped over the initials to so the the very very like core um, like world that this book is in um it's like i don't know 30 50 something years in the future N- not suited de- uh, 2032 oh yeah so yeah. not very far in the future at all uh, we've discovered that aliens exist aliens are intelligent they have come to earth they have invited us into their um and galactic we- uh, uh government basically and then yeah. receded it because we're terrible yeah and then uh, they so- have this star shot like i guess this woman like figured it out but then she's like i'm not gonna let someone use it to just kill people yeah exactly want- we want to be like yeah they, humans are terrible yeah. they don't want anything to do with us so we have to go explore uh you know space and and make contact with these aliens and prove to them that we are not the terrible yeah. you know like yeah, they species that they said, think we like, are it's an anti-science presidential administration hmm. and scientists <laughs> you in don't say. E- economically hmm. crippled america hmm. uh they can't find funding for actual science <laughs> that projects. doesn't sound familiar yeah i think someone's trying to say something what a strange uh future dystopia yeah, yeah. that's um, i could never see that happening some of the characters in here and side i think the the world that they built around these people made this like so it's the future so she, they have like these translators on everything and she has one on her cat yeah <laughs> and she um she basically is going home to blow ju- off some steam ju- blow- <laughs> thank you i was having some I, st- but then jump she, right in there so she basically kicks her cat out of the room and the cat's just outside licking his paw just bad human revenge coming I'm just like, <laughs> yes that's what every cat thinks I, that um yep. but like the he's other gonna throw up at her slippers <laughs> but then the other scientists like there's this one dude who's like uh i guess he's like a botanist right he's trying to biologist, like, yeah. biologist he's trying to like make like new kale um and then once they get pitched basically there's like this moment of silence <laughs> is that just so he can sell regular kale as kale classic <laughs> probably <laughs> genius um <laughs> Everyone like sits there like they're kind of like all in right away. Like no one's like no. And then the, this dude is like no one's su- happy about it. They're not happy, but they're like they're good with it. They're, yeah, they're they, gonna they do, do it. They want funding. Um, um, he just yells supermassive black hole, and everyone's like, "What?" He's like, "If I'm doing it, my name's gonna be supermassive black hole." And he's like, "But your name's, but your name's Doug Cock." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "You don't need to change it. You already have the perfect he's like, one." I, he's like, "I don't." Ki- uh yeah he's like i don't care that's gonna be my name i'm gonna do it i'm gonna find out what dark matter is i'm gonna solve this paradox i'm gonna get the most hits on my vids because my penis is beautiful i'm like dude i <laughs> love Super massive this dude. out i yeah. love this dude um he was like there's some good characters and he was my favorite he just was like he's just always like cr- curling something like he's got like a microscope he's just like doing curls while they're just sitting around yeah yeah um, so so we get an introduction to all the different characters um brie is the um communication specialist um so she's she's basically like the um like learning about the um the ling- linguists ling- linguistics of other you know alien species yeah um annie is um uh biologist dealing with like uh, vaccines and diseases um omar is the astrophysicist um so he's like you know so, so ba- basically all these people have very different um scientific endeavors but they all have they all have to go to space like there's nothing that they want to do here they, but all, like, all, all of their specializations will also really help in making intergalactic porn exactly yeah exactly. and i was kind of like they're like uh, yeah the main, we the, see christine it. the main uh, she's a physicist I, like that was her cell it's like yeah let's go do all of this yeah. like it'll yeah. be great and we could just 
just just bang some aliens on the way. <laughs> yeah. Get some get some alien like strange. They, they go into that. She's just talking about like, yeah, we it's a lot of work finding like these alien cultures, finding ones that have compatible sex organs and stuff like that. And yeah. Like, yeah. Communicating I, with them. Well, and then she has like that the robot basically that can that's translating all these and languages also filming. for them. Which is yeah. It's and, also like, the the camera. And I just it and it really opens up, and this is why I think why Adam was. It just opens up with a full page spread of the main character saying, "I want you to fork me, sexy fish man," and <laughs> and it just and then you just leads right into like their photo shoot. Really, it's, it's yeah. a it's a really cold open and it's, to a porn scene, and it's funny as hell. It's um, so funny. She puts the condom on this like amphibian type guy. He's like, "There you go, a tuna wrap." <laughs> I'm just like, "This is." <laughs> This book is great. I yeah. I am loving the I just, humor in this book. It's so fun. Like at the end, they have to fight like a, a worm or like a giant. It's like a, a giant uh, or they're in a coliseum. They get right because they, they, they do this scene and they're being taken somewhere and then they get to a coliseum and like the robot's trying to catch up on the linguist. Yeah. They don't really know what's going on. And again, Supermassive Black Hole has like one of my favorite lines in this. I don't know if we could go through the whole thing. Yeah, but, you'll read the book. You'll but see. But it. it's great. Um, <laughs> but then they're kind of talking about like this this elder who is <laughs> found a way to orgasm uh, and ge- it will generate energy on the level of nuclear fission. And he's like like levitating himself, but like on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's got yeah. like these massive balls that but, are just like so like a dumb, pedestal for his whole body. But them fantastic. En- them ending up in a gladiatorial arena really made me happy because it's like in addition to all this nonsense, it's also uh like a uh is like a sci-fi B plot. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's for a Star sure. Trek. Yeah. yeah. This is this has death by snoo snoo. So <laughs> oh my god, it, yeah. It just it makes me so happy because it's kind of filling in a void that Barbarella not having a comic left because she's yeah, like you know up, sexy space adventure. This is straight up Barbarella meets sex criminals in space. Sort of, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's got like the comedy and the like, it, like the interpersonal dialogue of sex crims with yeah. Barbarella. And and, and the <laughs> and punch the punchline of this is like the the orgy with the fish man got an audience score of like six point five. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, the main character's like, I didn't come all this way to get a D plus. <laughs> and then uh, at the very end, when it, when he they yeah, explain, I'm like, that was hot like what is this yeah. like I didn't, nobody liked this and at the end of the issue where they explained the whole orgasm that could create such an energy blast she's like that's going to give us at least a nine <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i also just want to say that I, I was really excited for this book uh because i follow sarah Beatty, who's the co-writer that we didn't mention because oh, okay. someone didn't put on the paperwork hey hey man <laughs> I anyway <am> sorry. <laughs> she has uh i've been following her twitter for forever she has one of the the most like bluntest yeah she her funniest twitter oh man so we got another leah williams on our hands she's so great yeah that's great i mean like this i I feel like especially uh, talking about it on the show and like learning who the creators are and kind of like diving into the social media there's like uh, now her sarah Beatty, but like leah williams tina horn uh no was it tina horn who's who's writing uh safe sex um lisa horn oh god it's tina horn is it tina horn I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah Tina Horn. It is. Um, and then um, uh, Teeny Howard from Marvel. Like they all have like really, really strong, abrasive feminist personalities. And as yeah. that, also very refreshing to see in comic books. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how well women characters are written when they're written by women and they have their own great autonomy. That's, yeah, it's, it's, they're they're written by unrelenting <laughs> no. women, which yeah. is what I love. It's and like I, yeah. I I love the uh the beatdowns that happen 
between them and these these fanboys oh, who, who don't comic know skate. better. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like, oh yeah, but you don't even know who Deadpool is. And just like, I wrote Deadpool. <laughs> like it's like because yeah. when you talk, like Gail, like Simone. Gail Simone. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my <laughs> god. There's been a, there was I a created u- Deadpool. Get out of my face. <laughs> there's this huge thing where it's like you know just because. Uh, stories like this have been written by men for so long that people think that women can't be sexy or funny or right. any of this yeah. and they can do like the and this is one of the raunchiest things we've we've talked about exactly on this show. yeah and her twitter is like that too yeah she, you can definitely yeah. like i'm sure t- uh tim seeley is is a great writer too but i'm sure that the raunchier parts are coming from sarah Beatty. you know like just <laughs> yeah, he's judging writing, by her he's writing the sci-fi plot and yeah she's yeah writing the sexy plot <laughs> right I, I'll top of everything else. I like the art's really good. The art's fantastic. I thought it was yeah. great. It's, it's really clean. fun. It, was, it fits um, the style really. Yeah, well. I, I like. I enjoyed it. Like, it's a it's a really sexy book. All <laughs> they're, around. Yeah, they're and all so. they're all really attractive, but they're not like they're not they're comic a porn bo- star. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And I, w- I will say it's a lot tamer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. this could get out of hand, but like if it's this, well, it's vibe, exactly like Sex Criminals. You're like, oh, uh, it's a book called Sex Criminals. Just put so it, it's I gonna mean, be terrible. Yeah. And then, just yeah. put a gold border on the book. Sell the children. Make it. Hard yeah, no, let's cardboard. not. Do that. <laughs> I will say that's one thing. Like, uh, it's a bunch of science. Like, and not like they're all just like in really good shape. I guess like good on them. You yeah, know? so yeah. that's good. They're they're all uh, attractive scientists. Yeah, <laughs> good for them. And there's there's clearly some kind of like either previous relationship or sexual tension between Omar and um, what's the main character's name? Christine. Christine. Yeah, uh, they had a relationship. Of yeah, some they sort. had a relationship at yeah. one point, and it's like, no, we're not in love. It's fine. So I'm sure that's gonna come and back. Well, you can tell she's like reed richards-esque where she's like very much cares about her work yes yeah yeah the work comes first and yeah. then the porn and, is just a and, means to that end which the, they're enjoying too but like the it's for the work there's a good line like she's like the director of everything so she's like organized like i'm gonna do this you're gonna do that like uh and all that and then and she's like and then it tells brie is like yeah and you can kick it off with some girl girl it's like no I only kiss people I like and I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, the, the so, like, like, uh, rivalry between them two. A lot of these characters like don't like her because they, they blame yeah. her for their funding getting um, cut, but it's not really their fault. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, yeah, it's just, it was an interesting dynamic between all these people. Yeah, no, it was cool. It's yeah, I can't wait for, for number two for that one. Yeah, this will this will be a fun book. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. I'll get the next erotic cover and it'll be more sexy than this one yeah there's there were two erotic covers and who did the art on this one it's cool art um but it's not very erotic and was, yeah they're pretty tame yeah I think this was sealy i think i got the sealy one there's there's so many ones that are like vintage comic books though yeah they all look love. like yeah i got one of the vintage comic yeah it looks like a yeah, this yeah, fantastic like a, the one i have it's like a kirby homage yeah it's, it's like um uh the to uh homage his challengers are the unknown that's it yeah run, and I it was like one of the forever say. people or something yeah. and this is from vault comics vault comics has been doing a lot of this cool retro style stuff yeah yeah There's they've been doing a, a lot company. of a lot of covers that are like homage to like you know i think plot number one had like it looked like it was um house of secrets yeah yeah, yeah so it's just too. like oh that's neat but then you read it and you're like oh it's actually really good yeah <laughs> I, I i and honestly though uh the uh, the plot, I I skipped it because I'm getting so tired of that cover being redone all the time. But you messed up because it was I messed really up good. because it was actually really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so never judge a, a book by its cover. Oh, there you go. Lesson learned for this show. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Perfect. <laughs> Completely original message from Adam Sheehan. Yeah. Never. I, no one I, ever said that before. I just now made that up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that that's our top stories for this week. Um. So what's everyone looking forward to? Uh, this week. So here's a weird there's thing. A, there's some good stuff. Out. Here's a, a weird thing here. coming out. Um, Chrononauts, Future Shock, 
all four issues are coming out on the same day. Whoa. Yeah, so I don't know how we're going to talk about that or if we're going to talk about also, that. Also, like, why don't I just make it a trade? Yeah, right. <laughs> why put out four issues? At I that don't point? know. We could just, if we do, if it's good, we could just. So we're going to, yeah, we'll it, have it doesn't. A top story. We'll um, each pick one. It doesn't have. <laughs> there um, you go. Yeah, hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it doesn't have uh, Sean Murphy doing the art anymore, so I'm a little less excited about it than I was. I don't um, think I've ever read Chrononauts. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's really good. It's just the oh. science bros. It's It has a very similar <laughs> shot, uh, vibe people, to Money People shot. are crazy about it. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. People um, who like it really like so it. So this this week is a fifth week, so it, all the Marvel and DC books are mostly annuals, um, but there's some cool stuff. Black oh, Silver Surfer Black, That'll yeah. Excalibur, it's going to be great. Yes, that's going to be great. Is that a great. book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's um, uh, Betsy Braddock. It's got X in it. <laughs> Xcalibur. Okay, there's just an X. I, I can't tell that from this paper. That's that true. There's a giant X well, it's, in it. Well, uh, it's Excalibur. It's, um, Betsy Braddock is uh, Captain Britain now. So she's okay. like leading up the team. So gotcha. that'll be cool. Uh, Joker Killer Smile from Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. TMNT 99. Nice. nice. Um, what <laughs> else we, we got here? Basket full of heads. Uh, that's that the sounds, Joe Hill. It's I a Joe Hill comic. I, I'm probably gonna grab that. I, yeah, I'm, that li- that stuck out. They're doing a, a they're doing Joe a Hill. whole Joe Hill imprint for DC, and that's like his like flagship. book. Oh, he's like like a bunch of he's writing a bunch of horror comics. Well, he's, he's like writing editing a bunch of horror comics. There it is. <laughs> he's having like a whole little thing come out. I, oh, I think Last um, God comes out, which is DC's fantasy book, and it looks amazing. Cool. They're going to do a story arc, and then they're going to release an issue that is just lore and background. Huh? Wow, I that's huh. Crazy. can't wait. That seems like it'll be Say cool. Sex two. A uh, yep. crazy number one. I'm oh, kind yeah, of excited there you go. about. That's crazy. <laughs> this is the best fifth week I've seen. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, long time. There's a lot of really good stuff. Death's out. Head. Death's Head. Death's Head number four. Conan the Barbarian. Harley number two. We did the first one a couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Red Goblin, Red Death. I'm curious to yeah. see yeah, what this is that's a about. Lot. Plot number two. Look at that. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta there's catch a lot up. of books coming out for a uh, for a fifth week for sure. Yeah. So. I'm right. excited about a lot of books for, for oh, this week, Oh, and Fantastic RJ. Four Grand Design, actually. That should be fun. We can all learn a little bit more about Fantastic Four history because we all clearly don't know anything about it. Except for RJ. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, RJ, I, I'm excited about a number of books this week. Oh, good. <laughs> I just, I have to read them. And he's going to yeah. read them all. <laughs> you know, I will. I'm going to read every book on this list. Oh, just good. Just spite you. Damn. Good. Thank God. Bold. <laughs> Oh, the sales from my shop. Are you, I can't wait. Are you wait. even going to read Vampire State Building? Yeah, I'll even read uh, um, Power Rangers number 44. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for, for uh, last week's comics. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. If you like what you hear and you want more, please support us by going to duelinggenre.com slash support. Not only will you help us keep the lights on here at Tales from the Short Box, but you'll get a ton of Patreon-exclusive content from the whole Dueling Genre family. And please support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics, and we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.